Centennial Plaza and online at CarneyCPA.com. The following is another ESPN Sports presentation. ESPN Tri-Cities presents high school baseball. The 0-1 pitch. Casper swung on right back up the middle. That'll tie the ball game. That'll win the ball game for Carney. The throw home is off the mark. And Mason Casper singles back up the middle. And the Bearcats have won five in a row. Today, the Carney Bearcats host fellow Tri-City rivals, the Hastings Tigers. High school baseball on ESPN Radio is brought to you by the KXPN Sports Club. There's a ball hit toward left field again. That's going to get down for a base hit. And moving into second base with a stand-up double is going to be Peyton Pocock. Carney fell yesterday to number one Millard West, while the Class B number two ranked Tigers posted a shutout victory versus West Point Guardian Angels. It's the Bearcats and Tigers coming up next, but first, it's time for the pregame show. We'll join ESPN Radio's sports director, Doug Duda, from Memorial Field in Kearney right after this word. To be a Platte River Prep school sponsor, like Awari Dunes and Copycat Printing, email digital at platteriverradio.com and find out how you can support your team on platteriverpreps.com. Five stations. Plum 30 KHS. KSS. Hastings. KXPN Carney. The Breeze 94.5. Classic Hits. Power 99. One team. Platte River Preps. Platte River Preps. Platteriverpreps.com. Powered by Platte River Radio. Local sports. Your music. And good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to beautiful Memorial Field here in Kearney for high school baseball action. Last week, we had the first high school meeting between Kearney and Grand Island. This afternoon, we have the first high school meeting between our other Tri-City brother, and that is Hastings. The Hastings Tigers off to an 8-1 and one start. That only loss, an extra inning, one-run loss coming at the hands of Seward, while Carney High now has their first losing streak uh, since this first-year baseball program. They let one, and bo- both of them really uh, because of some errors. Now, yesterday, number one Millard West was a whole different story than the game that they played Sunday in the second part of a doubleheader against Lincoln North Star, where they lost 4-3 to three. yesterday. 10-6 to six was the uh, final score here at Memorial Field. We're glad to have you along with us. We will hear from both the coaches, Blake Marquardt of Hastings and Brad Archer of Carney. Both played yesterday, as we said, Carney fell to Millard West. That was supposed to be the opening game in Carney baseball history, but the weather uh, wiped that out, and they made it up yesterday. And now Millard West is 13 and 0. But Carney competed outside of the errors. They had four, and West had none. And for Hastings, the other side of the tail, they had a five inning no hitter, 13 uh, nothing win against Guardian Angels yesterday. Central Catholic at home, so they're sitting at 8-1. and one. Chris Langan along with us again this afternoon uh, to uh, analyze the baseball game. And Chris, yesterday, uh, Carney High played well enough to uh, hang around offensively, but those errors really uh, were the difference in the ball game. Yeah, you know, and it was a, a 10-6 game, but the most important thing is to take the context into account. And the, the biggest thing for Carney, I think, going forward is they show that they have a sustainability as a team. Now, the biggest thing that led to their downfall, like you said, uh, four errors, and those errors led to about four runs. Two of those four did, so... Uh, the biggest thing to me when I saw that game is Millard West, the number one team, and they're the number one team by kind of quite a distance right now. They've beaten the number two team, the number three team, so they've kind of solidified themselves as uh, you know the team to knock off at this point. And Carney really throwing strikes, getting some guys out. It was just those errors, and I think going forward, that's something that certainly uh, you can 
you can certainly change as opposed to if you're going up there striking out 12, 13 times. So I think that the biggest thing for them, they at least showed uh, an ability to be sustainable. And even though they lost the game, it was probably one of their three or four better games played this year. And Carney will see maybe the best pitcher they've seen all year long from a statistical standpoint. Sam Wibbles for Hastings is 3-0. He's thrown 14 in the third innings. 39 strikeouts. The Kentucky signee gets the start here today. For Carney, a little change at the end because Seth Stroh's going to get the start. Brant Grosskreitz was going to, but they have moved up the conference baseball tournament to tomorrow. We'll talk about that later. But Carney will play Lincoln East 3 o'clock tomorrow at Sherman Field. So uh, Thursday's bad weather. They want to play tomorrow and then see if they can get games in Friday or Saturday. So Grosskreitz will then throw tomorrow in the conference tournament. You're listening to High School Baseball brought to you by Insurance Connection, connecting your family with the coverage that's right. And Great Western Bank making life great. It is Carney Hastings Baseball, and we will hear from the coaches, starting with Blake Marquardt of Hastings right after this. Ten years of doing things the right way have led to a decade of trust between Buffalo Roofing and local homeowners benefiting from quality workmanship and products. From storm damage repair to updating the look of your home with new siding and gutters, Buffalo Roofing is proud of their outstanding service on every job. Trust the company that's built itself on trust. When it comes to roofing, siding, and gutters, local is best. Buffalo Roofing of Kearney voted best of Kearney four years straight. Online at buffaloroofingne.com. Carney Baseball is brought to you in part by Biotest Plasma. How would you like to be compensated for becoming a superhero? Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Carney, is currently seeking superheroes. How do you become a superhero? By donating your life-saving plasma. Your plasma will be used to treat a variety of conditions, and when you become a plasma donor superhero, you're compensated for your time, up to $340 a month. Please visit us online at biotestplasma.com or stop by Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Kearney. Welcome back to the pregame here on ESPN Radio. Another Tri-City rivalry for the first time as high school baseball teams. Hastings and Kearney will be battling. Kearney able to get the better of Grand Island last week. And Hastings and Kearney during the summer have had some great battles. Of course, both in the Cornhusker League being in the same area. And Coach Blake Marquardt joins us here. And Coach, with so much familiarity, are we going to be able to tell the difference between spring and summer today? Well, no, not especially not with this weather that's coming through right now. We've got a nice day. Um, and hopefully, you know, the competitiveness that we've had through the summer continues on today. Talk a little bit about yesterday's ball game. You guys and overall are, are off to a great start here at 8-1. and one. Uh, You were able to use some different kids out on the mound and, and really shut down Guardian Angels. Plus, obviously, uh, Mike and Connor had big days at the plate for you. They did. You know, Mike um, had a big um, big day for RBIs. I, think, um, I, could, I believe he had about seven RBIs yesterday. Um and he swung the swung the bat for power yesterday. You know, he had a home run, he had a triple. Um, you know, and then Connor Creech kind of let off for us, and he was I think he was four for four and putting the ball down and, and getting some singles. And so those two guys just you know um, swung it well. But up and down the order, we've really been swinging it well lately. And but it has been starting with our pitching. We've been I think pretty dominant on the mound this year. And uh, we just will jump into it right here. Sam Wibbles is going to get the start today. I know the Carney kids expected that he would pitch today, and they're a little fired up for this matchup. Uh, Sam has pitched in some big games for you. He definitely can throw a lot of strikes. So, uh, what about what you've seen from him so far here in the high school season? Well, this year he's been going out and, and done a really nice job for us. He's, you know, he's got obviously it's, it's no secret here. The kid um, has high velocity. Uh, 
He, you know, he's got some really good off-speed pitches, and he's going to have to use them all today against Carney with their hitting lineup. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I expected that we would see one of their best pitchers today as well. So hopefully it's a, it's a hard-fought battle. This will be the best record for the three Class A teams that you face, but what does it mean to, to play some Class A competition, not only from a wild card standpoint, but a confidence standpoint from your kids? Well, I mean, exactly what you said. It does help you in the, uh, in the point system. Um, you know, and then, but you want to be facing the top teams in the state, and you want to be facing good competition. So when you do make that late push through districts, and if you happen to make in state, you know, there's no surprises. You've been playing up a level all year, and I think that's when you all play Carney and Grand Island. That's what we're, exactly what we're doing here is trying to get ready for you know that late push in the season for us. Hastings Tiger baseball coach Blake Marquardt joining us here on the pregame. What does it mean, Blake, uh, Carney Hastings rivalry and all the things that go along with it today? Well, I guess I don't. I try not to look at it as a rivalry, you know. For us, I try to look at it as just a, you know, it, it is a close city. It's a tri city, you know. We have got the tri city teams, and they're building their program there. I know Coach Archer uh, does a nice job over there with those guys throughout the summer. So, and it looks like he's got them really rolling this year. So, hopefully, you know, between us and and them, and, and things are going well for both of us. That um, it, it's not necessarily like this rivalry. It's just kind of two two good teams going at it today. Blake, uh, we talked a little bit about yesterday's game, but uh, overall uh, it seems I don't know where we go pitching or offense because you have not had a ton of close games so far in this baseball season, really just a couple of them out there. If this is as close as we anticipate, uh, do you have a different strategy, a different philosophy out there in a tight game down the stretch? Well, we definitely do. I mean, we've got, we've got our, at least throughout our hitting order, we definitely have guys that, um, have the speed, you know, the top and the bottom of the order. We have guys in the middle of the order that can hit for power. And so when you got close games going on because of the situation that we're in right now, I think we can change the style of offense if we need to, whether that's, you know, small ball, whether that's more of a hit and run style, you know, stealing bases. I think those are things that you can do late in the game if you need to. Um, and defensively, I, you know, we wouldn't change much. We, I think we're really sound with our defense right now. As you get ready for today's game with Carney and uh, Sam, usually is a kid that can go all the way. But outside of your starting rotation, we talked at the beginning of the year kind of about the depth of your pitching staff. What about the bullpen kids that aren't necessarily starters for you? Um, yeah, I mean, hopefully tonight we can get Sam to go, you know, five or six innings, and that's kind of our goal. We haven't pushed him by any means this year to extend his count. So um, I know he can. I know we can go into that 110 pitches if we need him to. We've just been trying to – limit his pitch count, but we've got guys in the back end of the rotation. We've got some nice lefties that can um, keep the pace going for us and keep the momentum, but also slow down the hitters, you know, if um, if that we needed to be that situation. Then we also have some righties that can come in and throw strikes as well. Blake, finally, what's it mean to be uh, recognized? You're highly ranked. You're number two this week. I know you can give me the coach speak, but this is still a relatively young program, and, and you've attained your highest ranking uh, since starting high school baseball this week. Yeah, it is an honor, you know, to be able to come out in three years and continuously put on a good program, you know. But that and that just starts with the kids that we have coming through our school right now. I mean, we've just got um, really good kids on and off the field. I mean, they're in, in their baseball, their athletics, their it's, it's really it's what they put into it, and they've done a nice job. And I know when we started the program, those seniors there had set the bar high, and then we continued last year, and um, the nine teams we had last year even set the bar even higher. And so I think these guys want to live up to that expectation and continue to push that bar and continue to see this program succeed. 
All right, Blake, uh, appreciate the time and uh, best of luck today. And uh, we'll chat after the ball game. Good luck the rest of the way. I appreciate it. We'll see you this afternoon. Blake Markhorth, the head coach of the Hastings Tigers. We'll hear from Brad Archer as our pregame coverage continues from Memorial Field right after this on ESPN Radio. Your home or business doesn't have a tarp during rain delays, so when you experience water damage, the only place to call is SeaTac Restoration in Kearney. Whether it's fire damage, storm damage, or even mold remediation, SeaTac is here to get it right. Each member of the SeaTac team shares a commitment to quality. SeaTac is also your home for custom flooring, whether that be hardwoods, laminates, vinyl, tile, or carpeting. Don't just foul off your restoration and flooring plans. Hit a home run with SeaTac at SeaTacRestoration.com. Hi, I'm Rhonda Johnson, co-owner and realtor at Home Real Estate of Kearney. As a licensed realtor, I can see potential in a house, and I can help clients see it too. Our motto is, there's no place like home. And I enjoy seeing people envision their entire future in a beautiful home that they like. At Home Real Estate of Kearney, our personal touch and first-class help ensure that we are the best agents we can be. Our office phone is 308-234-1080, or our website is www.homecarney.com. Joined now by Cardi baseball coach Brad Archer coming off uh, yesterday's 10-6 loss to the number one team uh, in the state in Millard West. And coach, I guess there's a couple of ways to look at this. Uh, You got to battle with the number one team, but then of course, obviously some mistakes in the field. It could have been the difference in the ball game. Your kids showed that they could fight back as you've had a few hours to think about it now. uh, Your thoughts on on yesterday's game against number one? Well, uh, as you said, first of all, Miller West is a, a quality baseball team. Uh, they've had a lot of success over the years and continue and will continue to have success as uh, they move forward. Uh, we got kind of off to a rocky start yesterday with them being able to get a couple hits and then, of course, having the uh, home run in that inning as well. But uh, as you said, our kids battled back and we were able to get it tied up 3-3. And, and uh you know, from that point, uh, I thought things were played uh, <clears throat> relatively even, but uh, unfortunately, uh, we had an opportunity to get out of an inning, and we couldn't quite make the play, and then that led to a couple runs, and then things kind of snowballed a little bit from there. After that first inning, what did you think about Jackson Worley's performance there in innings two through four for you? Well, he did a great job. You know, like I said, he got off to a little bit of a rocky start there, left a couple balls up, and, and uh, when you do that against quality competition, sometimes you pay the price. And, but uh, he came back and, and uh, competed hard and, and, like I said, gave us an opportunity to get things tied up. And, and uh, you know, from that standpoint, you know, we had Jackson kind of on a pitch count as well because we have the uh, hat. Uh, conference supposedly coming up this weekend <laughs> if we if we miss the big storm so uh, you know all in all I thought uh, from an offensive standpoint uh, we held our own uh, from a pitching standpoint you know uh, Millard West has some uh, quality people quality kids big kids and they swing the bat extremely well but uh, for the most part uh, you know I thought our pitchers did a good job. We're talking with Brad Archer, head coach Carney. Seems, coach, that through the first uh, 10 ball games, uh, you've had uh, just about everybody on the team, at least in the first uh, half of the order, that have had nice games. Lane Shires, uh, okay again yesterday, had a big three hit game against Grand Island. Mason Casper had the game winning RBI. You mixed it up a little bit over the weekend. Trey Rodriguez, a couple of hits for you. You like the balance you're seeing offensively? 
Well, I do. I think we've kind of settled in probably on our first four or five hitters right now. All those kids have uh, been doing a great job at the plate. And, you know, it's that bottom half of the order. We're still trying to get kind of figured out and, and work things out with who's pitching because that always makes a difference on who's pitching and what positions and, you know, other kids are going to play at that point in time. But uh, we still have some open spots. And so we're giving uh, – quite a few kids uh, some opportunities to uh, step up and and, uh, if they take advantage of that opportunity then they're going to find themselves uh, in the lineup on a daily basis. Uh, Sam Ingberg uh, got another start yesterday out in left field and and had a uh, good game for us and so he's you know he's been increasing his playing time just from what he's been able to do on the field and uh, we brought up uh, a freshman last night Corbin Rich and we gave him an opportunity to hit there in the uh, last inning and he stepped up off uh, probably one of the better relievers in the state that they brought in to close out the game and, and uh, got a 3-1 fastball and drove that out to right center so so we're looking and, and the kids realize that that we're going to try to put the, the best kids that we have out on the field that gives us the best opportunity to win. Quite a moment bringing him in for the number one team in the state. I'm sure that's something that uh, he won't forget. And and then today, uh, number two in Class B, a little bit different situation. What Hastings did yesterday, went out and had a short game against a a smaller school in Guardian Angels. But I've heard already a lot of talk how fired up your team is to face Sam Wibbles. Uh, Talk about today's matchup. Well, it's going to be another quality matchup. Uh, You know, Hastings has been really good. you know, the last couple of years, uh, both in the high school season and obviously you pick up some other kids from some other schools during the uh, summer season. And, and they're really looking forward to, uh, you know, in the next couple of years with the uh, athletes that they have. Uh, you know, they're going to be hosting the regional here the next uh, two summers as well. So uh, they have uh, quality kids and the quality coaching staff, and, and uh, we'll have our work cut out for us again today. But it's always fun to play, uh, you know, Grand Island Hastings. And uh, as you said, our kids are looking forward to it. We're assuming that uh, the Wibbles kid is going to pitch, but uh, I guess we'll wait and see once we get up to the ballpark. And Coach, uh, during the summer, we talked so much about how you guys like to focus on winning the Cornhusker League, winning the division, and then whatever happens on the weekend kind of happens on the weekend. It's a different animal here in baseball, but yet you want to beat your rivals. Do you set it up any differently uh, like, like you do in the summer for some of your opponents here in high school? Well, I I would say probably the biggest difference between spring and summer is the weather. You know, in uh, in the summer, we're looking at playing uh, six games a six games a week, and we very rarely get rained out. You know, in the spring, right here, uh, as we set up our rotation and those type of things, a lot of it depends on games that you play and games that you don't play, and and obviously the weather's been a factor this spring. And so, um, you know, during the summer, you're looking at five or six different starting pitchers, you know, that you're going to run out there in a week. And, you know, during the spring here, you know, you get some games rained out or snowed out. And so uh, there's enough days in between that you bring back your number one and number two a lot quicker than you do during the summer. But uh, all in all, things have worked out. And, and you know, the biggest thing about the spring is that uh, everything's kind of based on the uh, PowerPoint system. And that's what's going to determine your seating for not only like the hack a conference tournament, but also your seating for uh, districts at the end of the year versus uh, Legion, where we just we play uh, everybody in our district two games and then we seed off of that. So you're only looking at about six to eight games that set your seed during the summer, but uh, the entire spring, every game counts. All right, Coach, should be another good one. Always appreciate the time. Best of luck this afternoon. 
You bet. Thank you. That's Brad Archer, head coach of the Carney Bearcats. We'll be back with more, including the starting lineups from Memorial Field, right after this on ESPN Radio. Play ball. Great Western Bank and Carney is a proud supporter of the Carney High baseball team and would like to wish all the athletes good luck. Strike three, you're out! Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer, business, and agribusiness banking, offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Go Bearcats! At Insurance Connection, we strive to make our clients feel like family. Looking for home, auto, life, or business insurance? We're here to help. With locations in Kearney, Gibbon, and Grand Island, our mission is to help you realize your dreams by providing the protection and peace of mind to power life's journey. Contact John, Ray, Jamie, or Jaylene at 308-237-0914 or insconnect.net. Stop in at 2615 2nd Avenue. Proud supporters of Kearney Baseball. And welcome back to our pregame here on Central Nebraska's ESPN Radio Superstation. Doug Duda, Chris Langan, our producer engineer, Stacy Johns, back at the studio as we get ready to bring you the starting lineups for Kearney and Hastings here from Memorial Field. And we will start today with the visitors from Hastings, ranked second in the state in Class B. They come in with a record of 8-1 and one on the season. Batting first and playing left field will be number 11, Connor Creech. Batting second and playing center field will be number 15, Jacob Schroeder. Batting third at shortstop, number 24, Mike Bovey. The cleanup hitter also pitching today, number 31, Sam Wibbles, so he can do more than just throw the pill. He can stand up there and hit it as well. Batting fifth and playing third base at the hot corner, number two, Jacob Shaw. At second base, batting sixth, number four, Mason Brumbaugh. The catcher, number six, J.T. Cafferty will bat seventh. Batting eighth, the designated hitter, Leif Holtine. And batting ninth, the right fielder, and that is number eight, Brayden Calvaledge. The D.H. Holtine is batting for the first baseman, Logan Nordby. Nordby will play first and wear number 42. Again, as we said, Hastings is 8-1. and one. The only loss was an extra inning, one-run loss, 7-6 to six to Seward. They have taken care of everybody else uh, on their schedule, and really not a lot of close games. The uh, win over Omaha Scud in Game 2 is the only other game that was within two runs of that 7 other wins by three or more so far on the season. So Creech, Schroeder, Bobie, Wibbles, Shaw, Brumbaugh, Cafferty, Holteen, Calvillage, the starting lineup today for Hastings. The head coach at Hastings is Blake Marquardt, assisted by Nate Story, Tom Johnson, Willie Norcross, and A.J. Fructal on the field today. For Carney, a couple of adjustments. Of course, you're always going to see something different depending on who the starting pitcher is. But batting first and holding down that second base bag is number 12, Lane Shires. Batting second and playing right field, number 21, Corbin Foster. Batting third and playing left field, number 10, Braden Miller. The cleanup hitter is catcher number four, Mason Casper. Batting fifth and playing first base is number 23, Tyler Shermer. Batting sixth, today's designated hitter, number 36, Corbin Rich, will get his first varsity start. He was playing in the JVs all season, even the doubleheader down in Lincoln. He was playing in the JV game. He got a pinch hit, hit in his first varsity at bat yesterday, and he'll DH today. Batting seventh and playing third base will be number 20, Will Richter. Batting eighth at shortstop, number 24, Brant Grosskreitz. And batting ninth in center field is number three, 
Trey Rodriguez. The pitcher today is number 41, Seth Stroh. Carney is 6-3. They are number 6 in Class A, but have dropped a pair of games to Millard West and also to Lincoln Northstar, their last two outings with that record of 6-3. Again, Shires, Foster, Miller, Casper, Shermer, Rich, Richter, Grosskreitz, and Rodriguez with Seth Stroh, the pitcher, had uh, Chris uh, a little bit different than what we're going to see in pitching today. Seth hasn't been out there much, and Sam Wibbles is going to go pitch at Kentucky. Yeah, it's definitely it, – this is one of those games where really where you're hitting and you're coaching and you're kind of managing this game. I mean, really, you got to kind of swallow your ego a little bit. The, the biggest thing for Carney today is they got to be able to obviously take the bases that Wibble is going to give them, and then secondly, just make some contact. The head coach of Carney High is Brad Archer, assisted by Matt Connett and Peyton Pocock, and those are your starting lineups. We're about ready for baseball. We'll have it for you. Carney and Hastings next. As a paramedic, we do interfacility transport, so I see and interact a lot with Mary Lanning. I was on the job, bent down to lift the stretcher and kind of had a little bit of a pull in my back. After the injury, was not able to do much. Then was referred to Dr. Bell, Mary Lanning and Hastings. And Dr. Bell reviewed things and decided that surgery was the best option for me. After the surgery, I was able to continue to do my job at the highest level, even more so now than I was before. Mary Lanning felt like I was not just a number. They're not just doing the medicine. They're taking care of the person as a whole and that person's family. My name is Nathan Wigert, and I'm a patient of Dr. Scott Bell at Mary Lanning Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. At Steinbrink Landscaping and Greenhouses in Kearney, our experienced landscape designers will help you take your ideas and dreams for your property and turn them into reality. Unleash your property's full potential by letting our team professionally design, install, and maintain your residential or commercial landscapes. We can help you transform your yard and garden into the envy of the neighborhood. Visit them online at steinbrink.com or stop by and talk to the experts at 2010 30th Avenue. Steinbrink Landscaping, locally grown, locally owned, and a proud sponsor of Kearney. High baseball. Carney Baseball is brought to you in part by Biotest Plasma. How would you like to be compensated for becoming a superhero? Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Carney, is currently seeking superheroes. How do you become a superhero? By donating your life-saving plasma. Your plasma will be used to treat a variety of conditions, and when you become a plasma donor superhero, you're compensated for your time, up to $340 a month. Please visit us online at biotestplasma.com. Or stop by Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Kearney. Well, again, a big thank you to all those that are allowing us to bring you high school baseball, including the fine folks at Duncan Tice Construction, building with confidence, and also Biotest Plasma Center. Be a superhero, save lives, get compensated. Doug Duda, Chris Lang, and our producer engineer, Stacy Johns. The umpires for today's ball game, very familiar to uh, everyone in the Tri-Cities. We have Tim Higgins calling the balls and strikes today, and Jimmy Langan will be ruling the base paths. The wind blowing about 21 mile an hour out of the south-southwest. Temperature at 74 degrees as we get ready for first pitch and Sestro winding up. So that'll make it uh, pretty difficult for the left-handers out there today, Chris. Uh, and Carney High has quite a few of them that they will send to the plate. Yeah, definitely. It's and you know it's one of those things you don't necessarily change your approach completely. I mean, you don't you know intentionally start hitting ground balls per se, but it's definitely 
definitely one of those days. You know, I, I think on Google, if you Google the windiest state in the United States, <laughs> Nebraska's on top. Them in Kansas is pretty close. But you certainly, at this point, you don't look to try to lift something over the fence. And generally, that's not a tremendous idea regardless at this level. But you're right, and with especially when you add Wibbles on the mound. Now, he'll bring a little velocity, so it might come off your bat a little bit harder. But they definitely, right now, they're going to be looking to probably try to go the other way a majority of the game. Well, Hastings is going to start with a lefty. Lefty Connor Creech will stand in there. Jacob Schroeder, Mike Bovey, the first three men to bat. 335 team batting average for this Hastings ball club. Seth Stroh winds in the first pitch of the ball game. is going to be a fastball just up and away for ball number one. And a lot of these guys can uh, thump the baseball. A 385 average right now for Connor Creech so far on the season. Crowds the plate, takes it right down the middle. He was taken all the way. One ball, one strike here to the left fielder for Hastings. An interesting thing to see as this game goes on is how much off-speed uh, Stroh has. He just hasn't pitched a whole lot this year. Comes right over the top for called strike two. And it's one ball, two strikes. Creech has stood in there. He just needs one flick of the bat, though. He's trying to get a read here early on on Seth Stroh. Opening batter of the ball game, one-two pitch from Stroh on the way and fouled off over the Carney High dugout. He was behind that one, and the count will remain one and two. You know, Stroh has still has just thrown four straight fastballs. I think that's part of the reason he was behind that. Hastings probably just has no familiarity with him, even though they're so uh, close rivals, just because he hasn't pitched a whole lot. They don't know what his off-speed looks like. This time an off-speed swing and a miss. Strike three, and Creech will go down on strikes, and I think we will find this ball game very interesting uh, from that standpoint. Will Carney use a lot of their pitchers, or will they just go out, throw fastballs, use what they can, and see what happens? And, and try to scratch something out against Wibbles today as they get ready for the conference tournament. Hastings doesn't have to worry about that at any point. They're supposed to play uh, this weekend a couple of games in Ralston. Now standing in there, Jacob Schroeder, the center fielder, and he will take strike one over the outside third of the plate. That's a great start for Schroeder this far, five of six pitches strikes, and anybody who knows Coach Archer knows that he's grinning over there after that. And not wasting time, but this pitch is grounded right back up the middle, and if you do continue to throw fastballs down the middle, good hitters are going to go get them, and Schroeder is going to get the first base hit of the ball game. Yeah, I think you're right there. Just caught catching a little bit too much of the plate there overall, and you know, it, it's just going to be an adjustment for him as this game goes on. He's either going to have to really be able to locate that fastball if he, you know, doesn't show tremendous off speed. He shoot, he showed a really good curveball, and he's got a nice arm. I think the question will just be, can he throw that thing in an 0-0 count, 1-1 uh, count, those type of situations. Bobby batting 435. Of course, his dad, the longtime coach at Hastings College, and the first pitch here is just a touch high for ball one. 1-0 with Sam Wibbles on deck. Creech went down on strikes. Big day for Bovey yesterday against Guardian Angels. Scribner, Schneider, and the rest of the guys that came in as part of that uh, baseball co-op, I guess we would say. They've got a couple more of those. He had seven RBIs yesterday, including a grand slam and a triple. Fastball inside for ball two. So 2-0 and oh to Bovey. One on, one out. We're just underway here on ESPN Radio and PlatteRiverPreps.com. You can listen to all of our games online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. The 2-0 pitch now to Bovey. He'll just take it, and that didn't miss by much, but it will be ball three. So 3-0. and And the first little bit of trouble here in the game for Seth Stroh. You know, they, like you said, the, that ball very close there, but he's going to have to rear down here. As there's another one that's pretty darn close, but and a fastball that's just high, so didn't miss by much. But Bovey will walk on four straight pitches, 
That'll advance Schroeder down to second, and it'll bring up Sam Wibbles. Wibbles, of course, outstanding on the mound. He's batting 304 so far on the season, and he has got a couple of ducks on the pond, 16 RBIs already on the season for Wibbles. Carney pretty much playing it straight up here, not worried about any kind of a bunt, obviously, with the cleanup hitter. And Stroh's pitch is in there for strike one. You know, we've seen kind of maybe not a super tight zone, but certainly a couple of ones that, you know, depending on the umpire can go the other way. That might actually might favor Carney in the long run because we've seen Wibbles with all those strikeouts. He has walked a few batters this year. Stroh on the 0-1 pitch to Wibbles. This one's off speed and in the dirt outside, ball one, one and one. And Hastings been pretty disciplined. Uh, they have stood there until they have received strike one on the first four batters at least so far. And the 1-1 pitch now to Wibbles with two on and one out. This one's a fastball, upper half of the zone for a strike. From up here, Chris, they all kind of look like they're within about an inch of each other, and that's a game of inches when it comes to balls and strike. One and two to Wibbles. Yeah, and you know, those, those framing jobs by the catcher, those have really caught on with, uh, you know, up in where they chart them, but it's a huge deal when that catcher can be very quiet with that glove and sometimes that's really the only difference as opposed to where the pitch is it's just how that catcher uh receives it Stroh fakes a move to second casper is set up outside and the fastball is ripped foul again late on that but it is still one and two that's how he got creech he fouled one off behind it and then he struck him out sometimes hard to believe that you will bring a fastball <laughs> i joked about it i always have at the high school and college level usually the pitcher gets ahead of the count they don't throw a fastball one-two pitch now again to Wibble. Stroh delivers, takes something off of it, and it's chopped foul. Our foul ball brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. And Hastings obviously still a little bit just feeling out Stroh, as you can see. They've had two, uh, When Stroh's been up in the count, they've been pretty late on the fastball, and obviously a strikeout early with the curveball, and then right there on the changeup, I believe at least, uh, was fairly early on it and pulled it uh, to that Carney dugout side. Throw back to second, goes into center field, and that's going to be an error, and Rodriguez will pick it up, and that will allow the runners to come to second and third. I think a good throw to second, we would have had a close play down there, but now runners in scoring position. And that's tough there because you had, you know, you were you're looking at the batter hitting, and you had one out already. If you just focus on the batter a little bit, you know, you maybe get those two outs, but at the same time, you got to be worried about those base runners. You don't want them just doing whatever you want, but nonetheless, now Hastings get it on the board here without even uh, getting a hit. And again, the one-two. This time, the curveball, and you can tell Stroh doesn't have a lot of off-speed. It's high ball, too. It doesn't have a lot of off-speed stuff that so far he's confident in. Yeah, and you know, he's he obviously talk, talk about his brother. He's a lefty pitched at Purdue, pitching at Nebraska now. He, he's a tremendous athlete, Seth is. He just, I don't think he has quite the experience on the mound as his brother, so he's going to have a great arm. But like you said, just the fine tuning, the art of that curveball. 2 2 fastball, waved on it, missed. So Wibbles chased one that was in the upper part of the strike zone, had to protect the plate. So two outs, both via the strikeout. Two on, two out, nobody across yet, and it's up to the third baseman, Jacob Shaw. It's a huge pitch there. Obviously, you never want the other team to score, per se, but certainly you don't want to go into the bottom of the first against Sam Wibbles down any amount of runs. So Jacob Shaw will stand in there. Shaw batting 364 on the season. This time, for the first time, an off-speed pitch on the opening pitch of the at-bat, and it's out and away for ball one. It was pretty interesting there. Obviously, we haven't seen anything off-speed the first pitch, but also when you uh, factor in that a fastball here could score a run, that's kind of showing quite a bit of trust in Seth Stroh. It was a fastball called for a strike. A lot of those strikes are right across the letters, too. Uh, he's not throwing strikes at the knee fastball. Maybe one so far. It's one and one. 
Mason Brumbaugh on deck. Schroeder at third, Bobby at second. The 1-1 pitch is ripped towards the third baseman, and it's going to get by him into left field, and that is going to score one. They will hold Bovey at third. The throw comes through all the way to the plate, but hanging on with a single, Jacob Shaw. He'll get an RBI, and Hastings is on the board. So the error allows Hastings to get on the board with at least one run at this point. And yeah, like you said, if 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 those runners are still at first and second per se, and depending on the depth, I don't think the shortstop could have gotten it depending on where he was uh, based off double play depth regardless. But that ball gets into left field, and maybe they, as we just saw there, that didn't even score the run from second. So maybe you just have the bases loaded right now if you were Carney. Anstros first pitch to Mason Brumbaugh, taken as a fastball strike. Little surprise there with two outs and a big lead at second. Usually 90-plus percent of the time you're able to score on any kind of a base hit to the outfield, but not a very good jump over there apparently by Bovey. Another fastball taken for strike two. 0-2 to Mason Brumbaugh. And I completely agree with you. I think you always if, – if you think you got a better chance at 50%, even if you're 40%, it's always a good idea to send that guy because it's pretty rare to have a guy you know at the plate who can get a hit that often. So I think whenever you've got a – even if you can make the play close, I think you try to send your guy there with two outs. Of course, Braden Miller, the quarterback out and left, he's got a gun, the 0-2 pitch, and that one's going to be outside. Good job by Casper to haul that one in. One ball, two strikes. Hastings has scored here in the top of the first. It was a, a single by Jacob Schroeder right back up the middle. Then Bovey walked, and then we had a throwing error trying to pick him off a second into center field. And the pitch off speed and just on top of it for a foul ball brought to you by our friends at Home Real Estate. The count remains one ball, two strikes. Both outs have been via the strikeout. J.T. Cafferty is on deck as Hastings tries to go deep in the batting order here in the opening inning. You talked about from the top that what Coach Archer would do with Sestro if they'd relieve guys or not. Well, he's at 25. They don't have anyone in the bullpen. Looks like they're going to ride him for a while. Fastball up and away. Two balls, two strikes. Stroh a little perturbed by that one. He didn't come off the mound very good that time. Didn't get a good plant foot and it sailed on him. So two balls, two strikes. Two on, two out, one nothing. Top of the first, Hastings. Stroh comes set. They set up inside. Going to be popped up into center field. The wind will hold it right there for Rodriguez. He camps under it, and that is out number three. So here in the top of the first for Hastings, they had one run. They were able to pick up two hits. There were one error and two men left on base. Hastings one, Carney coming to bat. You're listening to High School Baseball on ESPN Radio. Hi, I'm Rhonda Johnson, co-owner and realtor at Home Real Estate of Kearney. As a licensed realtor, I can see potential in a house, and I can help clients see it too. Our motto is, there's no place like home. And I enjoy seeing people envision their entire future in a beautiful home that they like. At Home Real Estate of Kearney, our personal touch and first-class help ensure that we are the best agents we can be. Our office phone is 308-234-1080, or our website is www.homecarney.com. You already know that at Lanny Carlson Motors, we go the extra mile for you. And now we're going for extra bases, too. If we don't have what you're looking for, our convenient car finder tool will help us put you in the right car at the right price. Our prices can't be beat for cars as new as last year's models. And we even have financing available. So come on in and see my husband Lanny, Jerry, or Brandon in North Kearney across from Menards at 6110 2nd Avenue or online at LannyCarlsonMotors.com. That's Lanny Carlson Motors going the extra mile for you. Proudly supporting Carney High School Baseball. 
Starting a new construction or an existing renovation project can seem like a daunting task. A task best trusted to Duncan Tice Construction to design and coordinate virtually any residential or commercial project. Duncan Tice Construction features single source accountability, cost control, and faster completion. Make precision, professionalism, efficiency, and quality control part of your project. Find us at DuncanTiceConstruction.com. A proud sponsor of Carney Baseball in this broadcast. Don't just be a fan of your team. Be a full-blown fanatic at Fanatics. Conveniently located on the bricks, Fanatics is your home for pregame, postgame, or even a food-to-go order during the seventh-inning stretch. Fanatics is your home for the games you can't get to with over 30 HD TVs and everyone's favorite bullpen. Don't forget the famous wings, burgers, pizzas, and the best food and drink specials throughout the week. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue, Kearney, and online at fanaticscarney.com. Go Kearney Baseball! We go to the bottom of the first. Lane Shires, Corbin Foster, Braden Miller. The first three up here for Carney. Hastings scratched one across the top of the first. One nothing Hastings. And here's Sam Wibbles. He struck out almost every out he's recorded. And the first pitch is a over-the-top fastball that he overthrew out and away. Ball one. And just watched him warm up, Chris Langan. What'd you think? Uh, electric arm, that's for sure. Conservatively, I'd say he's the best arm we've seen in Central Nebraska in five years. And obviously going to be bold. It might be about 20 or 30. And he overthrows this one low, ball two. So he can throw it hard uh, up to 93 mile an hour, he said. And uh, that is amazing for a high school player here in Nebraska. And to think about some of the guys, especially from Grand Island, Johnny Dornan, Cash Galkowski, and some of the others that have went on to Nebraska. I know Spees could bring it. Here's the 2-0 pitch that they take for strike one. How much... Will it be fastball? We watched him throw a couple of curves that had a lot of movement in uh, in his pregame warm-up here. And he works quickly. Two and one to Lane Shires. And the pitch. Fastball bounces. Ball three. Uh, I know talking to uh, Jim Langan, who umpired his first game of the year, he struck out 12, but he walked six. So control can be part of it. The problem is when he does throw it over the plate, it's hard to catch up to something in the upper 80s at this level. And like we talked about earlier, if he, I mean, he's got to make these pitches in the zone based off the – uh, home plate umpire zone we've seen thus far. And the 3-1 is high, so Lane Shires just put the bat on his shoulder and receives a leadoff walk. And you talked about his curveball from the top a little bit, how often we'll see a fastball, how often we'll see a curveball. I think we'll see that curveball, but I do not think we're going to see it very often, unless if he's up in the count by quite a bit. But And, and if you look at the third baseman right now, he's about 60 feet from home plate, so I think Hastings is... Uh, assuming that Carney is going to be playing for one run and inning against Wibbles. Man, I I don't remember seeing a third baseman in this close outside of fast pitch softball, and that's not safe either. Jacob Shaw is way up the line. Chris was not exaggerating. And the first pitch here is ball one to the left-handed batter in Corbin Foster. The right fielder moving up a little bit in the lineup here in the last week. Short lead Shires. The pitch is going to be down the middle for strike one, one and one. Foster with Miller on deck. Casper, the lead, the cleanup hitter, is in the hole. one nothing Hastings here in the bottom of the first. Shaw takes a couple of steps back. Didn't even attempt to fake to square to bunt here, did Foster. Here he rips a fastball straight back, strike two. And even though, I mean, he's decently late on that, but just to have, have somebody make contact, and, I, and I'm not trying to sound disrespectful to Carney at all, but, I mean, this is a pretty darn good pitcher. I, I'd say this is probably five, six mile an hour harder than anybody's Carney's seen this year. Just And he squared it up a little bit, but just to have that contact early in this game as Wibbles will work for the first time ahead in the count. 
And the 1-2 pitch now from Sam Wibbles. He checks the runner. Good lead. Big curveball that stays up 2-2. I wonder for some of these, you don't talk about it much after they, the little leaguers. Uh, but when you go to Indianapolis, and, and, and even for some that made it all the way, you see kids that throw harder than anybody else. So maybe you learn some technique uh, that would help you against a kid like Wibbles. And Foster fouls another fastball straight back. So Corbin's on it. He's just fouled two of them away, and it's 2-2. Yeah, and you know the biggest thing about playing in those regions—it's not necessarily—it's not like they're throwing 90, but they're throwing about 70 from 46 feet away. So you do learn the timing aspect of it. That's one thing that I think is really nice about Carney. They do learn how to time up some of those quicker pitchers at a young age. Two-two pitch, and he was late on that one. Foster made a late effort. He thought it was going to be a strike, and it tailed out of the zone. So strikeout number one here for Sam Wibbles. And that's going to be the tough thing when Carney's behind in the count. I mean, you just you just want to stay alive as much as you can, as much as you can. Those are pitches that you don't consider swinging at. But I mean, the, the kid's just throwing so fast. You have to start your hands so quick, and you got to cheat a little bit. And it's just going to be tough if they're going to be working from behind. So Braden Miller stands in fastball. He pulls it for a base hit into left field. That's not going to happen to Wibbles very often. It was kind of in on him, but he got his hands turned in the first hit of the ball game for Carney. Braden Miller rips it into left, sending Lane Shires down to second. So, again, a Division I versus a Division I matchup there, but Miller going to go play some football as Wibbles will play baseball. Yeah, good piece of hitting there by Miller. I mean, you, you talk about sitting dead red on a fastball. That's the only way you pull that thing to that extent like he did right there. But, yeah, it's huge confidence boost for Carney now as they've got runners at first and second with – one out here already against Wibbles in the first. Mason Casper, who had the game-winning RBI Thursday against Grand Island, will stand in. Two on, one out, one nothing. Hastings, bottom of the first, Carney. And it hit him. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but I was talking with some other media folks before the game. They said, I can't wait. Wait to see Mason Casper stand in against Sam Wibbles throwing a 90-mile-an-hour fastball because he probably leads the state in hit-by-pitches over the summer. And on the first pitch, and I mean, that was the most off-the-plate that we'd seen Wibbles since the first pitch of the game, and he just plunks Casper. And so uh, now the bases are loaded, and uh, coming into a courtesy run will be Sam Engberg. Bases loaded here against Wibbles in the bottom of the first, and now Tyler Shermer stands in. And this is really a great chance right now for Carney to open up this game. I mean, Wibble's struggling with his command. They've shown the ability. They made contact with, I believe, three or four of the balls that they've swung at. So great opportunity here for Carney here early on in the first. Shermer sees one tail away for ball one. Kind of step back on that one as well. So see if he stands in there again, kind of crowd the plate, his toe really on the chalk here. Ball one to Shermer. Bases loaded, one out. Bottom of the first. Wibbles needs a strikeout, throws it to the backstop, and deciding not to come home is Lane Shires. It took a pretty good bounce back, and uh, down there, Coach Brad Archer yelling, come back or stop, don't go, whatever it was, and uh, he got away with one there, ball two. And I think certainly Carney there was thinking, if we see something back, we got to try to go if we can, but he threw that thing so dang hard that it bounced off there, and there was absolutely a great decision there by both the base runner and Coach Archer to hold him up because he would have been out by about four or five feet. Let's see if Shermer takes all the way. Well, it doesn't matter. It's outside ball three, and there's no place to put him. So the bases are loaded with one out here in the bottom of the first. Hastings up one nothing, and Shermer stands there 3-0. And you could lay the bat down here. There's no way you're going to be swinging at this on a 3-0 pitch. So let's see if Wibbles can take something off. And he does. Strike one. That's the kind of command now that Coach Mark Ward is going to want to see from his youngster on the mound, Sam Wibbles, the senior, heading to Kentucky. 
has been dominant on the mound. Now 3-1 pitch. Will Shermer take again? Waving the bat, the left-hander swings, chops it right over the pitcher's head. This might mean everybody is safe, and it's an infield hit. There was nothing Wibbles could do as it just like a tennis lob. You knew you weren't going to be able to get to it. It was going to land on a baseline, and an infield single ties the game at one. And that's baseball for you down to a, you know, just a great lesson right there. I mean, Shermer, when he wakes up in the morning, he's going to see that thing as a base hit, and nobody, nobody's going to really wonder how it happened. They're just going to see it, and he can say he drilled a line drive off him. But, yeah, some tough luck thus far for uh, Sam Wibbles out there on the mound. Now Corbin Rich stands in. He'll take a fastball that's just high. Interesting here. This is the first start as a varsity player for Corbin Rich. He is a freshman. And when he makes contact, and if he squared up a fastball here, the new church up there would be in trouble, and he's just a freshman. Wibbles, 1-0. Strike just on the upper border there. Even some of the Carney fans didn't like that, but Wibbles has been struggling with his control, so it's 1-1, and what's Corbin got to be thinking in there? A, a fastball. He's got to think of it. If he throws him a curveball, swing and miss at it by five Oh, feet. and he hit him. Well, he's got enough meat on him that he doesn't care, and he's going to trot down to first, but... Man, as a freshman in there against a kid that's going Division One, I don't know how his knees weren't shaking all over the place. And Carney's up two to one. No, I think it's kind of an interesting philosophical uh, theory here. When you when you've got a kid who's because Sam Wibbles right now, now he's thinking about winning this game. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, when he's going through this season, he's also prepping to get ready to play at an SEC school. So what I'm saying, I guess, is I think Sam could probably take five or six miles an hour off his fastball, but be about 85, 87, get, you know, get a ton of kids out this year. I think, though, the biggest thing, he's trying to prepare to face SEC hitters. And he's trying to throw that thing in there 90 miles an hour every time. I think that's the biggest reason you're seeing a little bit of uh, struggle with command and how it'll come and go, because I, I really do think he's kind of prepping this entire season for down the road. So stepping in, Will Richter, and can Wibbles find the strike zone? He does on that pitch, strike one. So two to one here in the bottom of the first in favor of Carney. Two runs, a couple of hits, a couple of hit Batman. Wibbles out of the stretch again, bases loaded. Down the middle, it's chopped to get its shortstop area. Third baseman's going to step in front, throw to first, and just in time. Nice play by Jacob Shaw, but the ground out will record another run, so an RBI for Will Richter. And, you know, it did score a run. I thought for kind of a second it almost looked like Will right at the end kind of, I don't want to say gave up, but I think he maybe thought that ball was coming a little bit earlier than it was. I'm, I don't know if he would have been safe if he would have ran through it, but it did look a little bit awkward as he was getting down that line right there at the end. 3-1, to one, Carney, here in the bottom of the first, and Brant Grosskreitz, who was scheduled to pitch, is playing shortstop now that the conference tournament got moved up to tomorrow. Again, Carney will play Lincoln East at Sherman Field tomorrow at 3 o'clock. It was supposed to be Thursday. We know the weather's coming. They're going to play tomorrow. First pitch here, two Grosskreitz's ball one. So Stroh got the start today. And the pitch right down the pipe, strike one. One and one. Grosskreitz, the eighth man to come to the plate here in the bottom of the first for Carney. In a game where we kind of expected it to be low scoring, Wibbles has given up three runs in the first and in danger of more. High and tight, Grosskreitz was ready to pull the trigger, but it was up on his hands, and it is ball two. And you wonder if Coach Archer, maybe he had a, you know, an idea of what he was going to do with his pitching heading into this game, but now with the way this game's turned, if perhaps he's, you know, he's got a pitcher down there, he might throw an inning that he was figuring to save and you know, just try to get this win over Hastings, get some important wild card points. And there is high and away, ball three, and maybe more problems than 
we had anticipated for Sam Wibbles. Maybe he wanted this game a little bit more than the first few. As we said, already 3-0 and on the season out of the nine games that they have played. 3-1 pitch to Grosskreitz with first base open. Inside. Ball four. And the bases are loaded again. Shires walked. Foster struck out. Miller singled. Casper hit by a pitch. Shermer singled. Rich hit by a pitch. Richter grounded out. Grosskreitz walks. Bases loaded. Two outs. And the center fielder, Trey Rodriguez, the number nine hitter up there, could blow it open with a base hit here. They are shaded towards right center. And a fastball. He started to go but held up at strike one. The center fielder, Jacob Schroeder, is way over in right center. Left fielder, Connor Creech, playing it straight up. Could run forever if he hit it over the shortstop's head. Fastball just missed. And those are the pitches we kind of talked about at the top that uh, Stroh didn't get in the first inning. Wibbles kind of shaking his head just a bit. But that, I mean, that's kind of had us. Now, Wibbles hasn't particularly been close for a majority of the game, but those are the kind of the pitches that maybe it, the different umpire gets up 0-2, and now he's kind of got Rodriguez beat in a sense instead. 1-1 here. And the 1-1 pitch is low and away. Ball two. And to give the outfield shaded over there, you're playing the number nine hitter. You don't expect him to pull a 90-mile-an-hour fastball. That's... Shaded as well as you can. Infield playing at normal depth here with the bases loaded and two outs at the bottom of the first 3-1. Carney, a 2-1 pitch here to Trey Rodriguez from the Tigers' Sam Wibbles. And he goes after that fastball and tops it foul. Two and two. And, you know, even if you're throwing, you know, 88-90, whatever Sam is right now, it's it, the, the thing is when you're throwing that many consecutive fastballs in a row, the batter doesn't have to really – think about a breaking ball sometimes you can catch up to that thing a lot quicker is right now we've got a 2-2 count but also at the same time i mean you think curveball's possible but he's been so wild thus far you might just take your chances with the fastball here wibbles the 2-2 fastball is skied into the air it's playable behind second base calling for it mason brumbaugh and he dropped it one run two runs and sliding into second, and then off the bag, we're going to have a pickle here. Can the run score? They'll throw it home. It bounces away. Everybody's going to be safe. They threw it home so that they could get Corbin Rich before he scored. If they would have got the pickle over here between second and third, another run might have scored, and things have just blown open with two errors on the play there for Hastings, and it is now 6-1. to one. And, I mean, I'm just shocked, right? I mean, that is, I never dreamed Carney would have – I don't, quite frankly, with that. I don't know if I would have dreamed Carney scored six runs in this game. They got six runs and not even out of the first inning yet. And Sam Wibbles is just throwing a lot of pitches. And for the second time in the inning, Lane Shires comes up. 6-1 Carney. And we're here in the bottom of the first foul ball away, brought to you by Home Real Estate. And Sam Wibbles has thrown a ton of pitches uh, already. Yeah, he's not going to be able to go deep in this game with the pitch count. I've gotten him down for 34 already, and you're exactly right. This is going to get a lot of people's attention. That curveball hit into right field. Base hit. Shires, it's 7-1. to one. So Shires has reached base in both at-bats. And Wibbles has got to be wondering what is going on out here. It is seven to one. They have not been behind anywhere close to anything like this at any point so far in the season, and probably very few times like this in the three years of their high school baseball program. And you know, like you said, that was a curveball too. So I mean, it's just not a whole lot working for Sam Wibbles right now, who's just had a tremendous season up to this point. Corbin Foster, he was a strikeout victim in the. First at bat, he is the 11th man to bat here in the first inning. Seven runs on only the three hits. 
And the pitch. Fastball down the middle. Strike one. I'm not sure. Have we seen a mound visit yet by Hastings? I'm a little no, bit. No, we yeah, have we, not. You know, it's shocking, isn't it? I mean, we saw, I think, earlier maybe the middle infield went over to Sam and kind of calmed him down a bit. But you'd think just to get have him take a few breaths or something, you get somebody out there. Nobody in the bullpen. Fastball pops out of the glove of the catcher, J.D. Cafferty, but nowhere for Lane Shires. He's just going to stay down there at first. I think right now, I mean, I think there's just so much shock and hastening. I, I can't even imagine what Sam's thinking on the mound, but I just, you just never even dreamed that something like this would happen. Foster now ahead of the count, two balls and one strike. High ball three. Well, early on, I could have got the point where you were jacked up for a rivalry game, but now it's more nerves. You, you've thrown so many, the adrenaline can't be at the same place for Sam, and you kind of feel bad for him that he hasn't been able to find the zone. 3-1, they're going to call this one for strike two. Three balls, two strikes, so that will allow Shires to get a little bit bigger lead over here at first base after getting the third hit of the inning. Full count. Wibbles trying to get out of here. The pitch popped up down the left field line. I think that's going to stay fair. The wind's pushing, it's pushing, it's pushing, and it is dropped. Is it a catcher? Is it dropped? It looks like the ball came loose. And we're going to call that a double down the left field line for Corbin Foster. Connor Creech, because that wind's blowing so strong from right to left, it looked like it was going to be routine. He ended up on the warning track and may have had it in his glove, but he fell backwards, hit the ground, and the ball popped out. Yeah, and I think you're right. That wind, it's always been tough to play the wind here at Memorial Field, but right there, that especially when a lefty's batting, the, the ball just sliced a little bit different, and he, he was certainly going back. It's not like he was a can of corn and he just dropped it, but it did. He did have it in his glove as he was going back, just couldn't quite corral it, and finally looks like we're going to have a mound visit here as it might be a little bit too late for this, but nonetheless, well, get somebody out there. Lane Shires came all the way around to score. Obviously, he was off with the pitch that just hung out there, and Braden Miller now uh, will be next. Carney is up 8-1 to one here in the bottom of the first inning. And all they can do is say, Sam, we're going to ride you as long as we can. We know you're a good pitcher. This hasn't been your day. Let's get out of this inning. Let's rest. Let's see what happens. And, again, it's not like Carney's throwing their ace today either, but uh, Hastings going to have to work to get back in his ball game. Shocking here on KXPN Carney, KICS Hastings, and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Doug Duda along with Chris Langan. From Memorial Field and Kearney, we're still in the first inning over a half hour of baseball. I think last Thursday for the Grand Island game, we were in the third inning by now. It moved right along till the very end. The pitch is high. Ball one to Braden Miller. Miller singled in his first at bat this inning. Came around to score. And the pitch swung on and popped up down the right field line. And it is going to find its way into the seats. Foul ball brought to you by Home Real Estate. One ball, one strike. Miller... Not afraid at all. He actually pulled the fastball into left field his first time up. And Sam now at 43 pitches. I was just about to say that Miller and, you know, I, I believe Foster, Shires, they've had some good swings. Miller was kind of the guy who really had a legit, what I'd call a legitimate base hit no matter what. I mean, he really pulled that sucker well. So even now, I mean, this is not an inning. He's out of easily right now. Ground ball towards second. This one will be gloved by Brumbaugh over to first. It's in the dirt. And Miller will turn and head for second. They're going to have a play down there at second base, and he is out. Miller might have been safe, but they're going to call him out and get this inning over with. But a run did score before that play, and after one, it is 9-1 to 
Carney. We'll give you the numbers when we return. At Steinbrink Landscaping and Greenhouses in Kearney, our experienced landscape designers will help you take your ideas and dreams for your property and turn them into reality. Unleash your property's full potential by letting our team professionally design, install, and maintain your residential or commercial landscapes. We can help you transform your yard and garden into the envy of the neighborhood. Visit them online at steinbrink.com or stop by and talk to the experts at 2010 30th Avenue. Steinbrink Landscaping, locally grown, locally owned, and a proud sponsor of Kearney. High baseball. Five Points Bank of Hastings has again been awarded a five-star rating by Bauer Financial Research. We know our customers appreciate having their local community bank at the top of safety and soundness ratings. We are very proud of the five-star designation and will work hard to maintain this level of excellence. Knowing our community and knowing our customers, it's what sets a community bank apart from others. Five Points Bank of Hastings, member FDIC. The Bike Shed in Kearney proudly supports Kearney High Baseball. Our staff has many years of experience and is ready to help you with all your cycling and fitness needs. We carry a full line of bikes, fitness equipment, parts and accessories, and provide service and repair. We assist professional to casual bike riders with bike parts knowledge, support, labor, and custom bike setups. If you'd like to talk to our specialists, call us at 308-234-BIKE or stop in at 1800 North 2nd Avenue. Get fit with help from the Bike Shed in Kearney. Online at at headtotheshed.com. We go to the top of the second inning. It'll be J.T. Cafferty, Leif Holtine, and Braden Calvillage, the bottom three in the order here for Hastings. But they trail 9-1, to one. and the first pitch to Cafferty is fouled back for strike one. Seth Stroh now has to feel way comfortable out there. I mean, he's coming in against a Division One prospect. He never expected to have this kind of a cushion. Yeah, and just a lot of confidence. You know, one thing to kind of look for here is he, he did have a lot of time in between innings, and he's just not super used to pitching. So you do wonder uh, if that will affect him in any way. 12-6 curveball. That's going to be low ball two. And maybe he'll throw a little more off speed here. There was a lot of fastballs at the top of the first. Carney had nine runs on four hits. There were three errors, and there ended up being nobody left on base with that out recorded at second. And here's ball three now for Stroh. This is the one thing you don't want to see from Carney's side is getting away from the strike zone. And he throws high ball four. Seems like he was letting off a little bit. Of course, you watch Wibbles throw a lot. It just seems like maybe Seth was uh, taking something off, not striding through, and the ball sailed high, ball four. Yeah, I think, Seth, at this point, you know the, the one thing that's being reiterated in that dugout over and over and over again is throw strikes, throw strikes. And, you know, we, we kind of make fun of it, or at least I do a little bit. It, as a, as a pitcher? Yeah, because, I mean, that's obviously your, what you're always trying to do. But I will say this is certainly one of those situations. When you got, it's one thing if you're down, if you're up one or something, like, oh, you don't want to walk those guys in. But you're still trying to make competitive pitches right now. You just really, the biggest thing, you just don't want to give up base runners unless they're smashing it over your heads. And here is a swing and a shot into center field just over the second baseman, Lane Shire's head by the designated hitter, Holtine. So, he went after the first pitch he saw, and Hastings has the first two men on here in the top of the second inning. Oh, baby, with this wind blowing, Chris, could we see a slow-pitch softball game here this afternoon? Well, just based off the score right now, it's very interesting how the context of this game has, gone, has changed already. I mean, we talked about, I believe, Carney got their leadoff hitter on, and we saw Shaw come in 60 feet away. Now we got a 9-1 game. Nobody's even going to be considering bunting probably until this game well, <laughs> as we see a bunt right there. The number nine hitter. <laughs> Cavalier squares to bunt and bunts it foul down the third baseline. 
9-1 Carney. We are here in the top of the second inning on ESPN Radio. Following on ESPN 15:50, it's going to be Nebraska baseball. They play Creighton tonight. First pitch just after 6:30, and the game television-wise is on Fox Sports One. As Stroh out of the stretch ahead in the count, 0-1 to the number nine hitter throws it all the way to the backstop. You don't have to bump there. That's a wild pitch. First one from Stroh in advance to second and third. A little bit of news that uh, Carney folks will want to know. Hastings knows him as well. Uh, looks like Ty Roseberry will get his first start for the Huskers. He had such a good week with uh, two of two at the plate. Got hit by a pitch, played well defensively. Not sure if it's designated hitter or first base, but uh, he's penciled in to get the start tonight, his first career start as a Husker as the pitch is low and away. And that'll be ball two, two and one here to Calvage. No one on our Ty Roseberry. I think it's fitting that Carney Bearcats put up nine runs in that first inning. He was certainly a guy who never did it for Carney High, per se, but in Legion could certainly swing the bat well. High ball three. So after the foul ball on the butt attempt, Calvage has worked the count to three and one. And neither one of these teams has really been in a shootout offensively yet this year. So the 3-1 pitch from Stroh strides through. There's a good pitch taken all the way, strike two. So full count. Hastings has got a long way to go, but they get all the 7, 8, and 9 guys on to start this inning. They could answer right back with a big crooked number. Stroh set on the 3-2 pitch, and Cavillage will swing and drive it into right field. It's high. The wind will mess with it. Foster under it. Corbin makes the catch, tagging up and scoring will be J.D. Cafferty, and it's 9-2 on the sacrifice fly. And I don't think by any means that was necessarily what you'd call a high leverage situation. You never say, you know, in a 9-1 to game that it's a must-out or it's, you know, your fingertips start moving a little bit. But what I will say is that, that was kind of a big pitch for Seth Stroh based off how long he's, uh, how much experience he has at least on the mound. If he walks a guy there, I'd, I'd certainly expect that Carney would not only have somebody warming up in the bullpen, but he would be getting extremely hot down there. Our high school baseball brought to you in part by Buffalo Roofing, reliable roofing for Kearney and Central Nebraska, along with Lanny Carlson Motors, going the extra mile for you. Thanks for making ESPN Radio your home for Kearney Bearcat baseball. Again, tomorrow they will play in Lincoln at Sherman Field at 3 o'clock against Lincoln East in the 4-5 matchup, a team that they have already beaten this year 6-2. And then we'll see what the weather does with the rest of the Heartland Athletic Conference Tournament. So Connor Creech stands in there after the visit to the mound by the catcher Mason Casper, and it sails high. Ball one. Creech went down on strikes to start this baseball game. And Stroh's, uh, he's just got to find the zone a little bit more here. I mean, you just it's kind of some uncertainty there right now, the way he's pitching based off of, you know, some of these walks, some of these deeper counts. He's got to be able to bear down and just get that thing in the zone as often as possible. And there's one that bounces in front. they got a play down at third. Casper uh, throws it down. The runner slides over the bag. We've got another pickle situation here for Hutling, and they'll throw it, and he is tagged out by Casper. So Holtine is going to be out, and, you know, if you never play on turf, you didn't know that you're going to slide right through it. We've seen that twice already. Yeah, and that, that's really the biggest thing. That's probably the biggest. I would honestly say that's the biggest advantage Carney has in, in terms of when you look at a home ballpark advantages and whatnot. You Coors Field, they got the huge altitude in the, the major leagues, so they kind of tried to build their team around guys that can lift the ball in the air. Well, Carney, I mean, it sounds weird, but I, I promise you, the, when you, when you bring in a team for a tournament, somebody from Omaha, if it's not Omaha Westside, they constantly slide over this turf. Ball two. Ball three in there to 
The leadoff man, Connor Creech. So it's 3-0. and But nobody on and two out after a promising, or excuse me, yeah, two out after a promising start. They are going to walk Connor Creech. And so the second walk of the inning, Cafferty came around and scored on the sacrifice fly, but Carney might be able to get out of here with minimal damage as Jacob Schroeder, who singled and scored the first run of the ball game, will stand in there. And that's kind of actually going to come down to kind of a very important play this inning because they would have their chance. Runners on first and second, and the pickoff move there is unsuccessful. Runners on first and third, or if you're conservative and just stay there first and second, you've gotten a couple chances for your two, three hitters to drive them in and try to get four runs on the board. So the first pitch here now to Jacob Schroeder, taken for called strike one, and Hastings continues to be patient and takes the first pitch uh, every time. And you can, I think you can kind of tell a little bit, Stroh, I don't think he's necessarily tiring, but he's taking a little bit off his fastball, trying to just get that thing in there and you know save his pitch count a little bit for Carney, who's got to deal with that hack tournament this weekend. 0-1 pitch, fouled straight back, get it snowballs and two strikes. So Seth Stroh, a pitch away from getting out of this second inning. Top of the second, it is Carney 9 and Hastings 2. And the 0-2 pitch, Stroh. Out of the stretch, Creech a good lead, stays put, off speed, chops slowly towards the right side. First baseman will pick it up, covering his stroh, and right to him is Tyler Shermer for a old-fashioned 3-1 put out. One run, Hastings was able to manage one hit. Carney had no errors, although they did have two wild pitches, and there was one man left on base. We go to the bottom of the second, Carney 9, Hastings 2 on ESPN Radio. Great Western Bank and Kearney is a proud supporter of the Kearney High baseball team and would like to wish all the athletes good luck. Strike three, you're out! Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer, business, and agribusiness banking, offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Go Bearcats! Ten years of doing things the right way have led to a decade of trust between Buffalo Roofing and local homeowners benefiting from quality workmanship and products. From storm damage repair to updating the look of your home with new siding and gutters, Buffalo Roofing is proud of their outstanding service on every job. Trust the company that's built itself on trust. When it comes to roofing, siding, and gutters, local is best. Buffalo Roofing of Kearney voted best of Kearney four years straight. Online at buffaloroofingne.com. At Steinbrink Landscaping and Greenhouses in Kearney, our experienced landscape designers will help you take your ideas and dreams for your property and turn them into reality. Unleash your property's full potential by letting our team professionally design, install, and maintain your residential or commercial landscapes. We can help you transform your yard and garden into the envy of the neighborhood. Visit them online at steinbrink.com or stop by and talk to the experts at 2010 30th Avenue. Steinbrink Landscaping, locally grown, locally owned, and a proud sponsor of Kearney. High baseball. You're listening to uh, High School Baseball on Central Nebraska's ESPN Radio Superstation and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Doug Duda, Chris Langan at Memorial Field here in Kearney. It will be Mason Casper, Tyler Sherman, Corbin Rich to start this second inning. And Wibble stays in there and strides forward. That fastball is ripped on by Casper straight back to the screen. Again, Kearney sent 12 men to the plate in the first inning, scoring nine runs. On four hits, there were three errors that were put up there by 
Hastings and Wibbles was kind of all over the place. He hit a couple of guys. He had a walk. And uh, those errors didn't help him out at all. Casper was actually hit by a pitch. This is a big curveball that stays up. Ball one, one and one. You can really whip that curveball around. But, again, got to find the strike zone. I think a lot of it is, too. He's, he's got more of a curveball he likes to use as a strikeout pitch. And sometimes when you have to throw it for a strike, you <clears throat> there's a one way outside. And sometimes when you try to throw it for a strike, that curveball, you take a little bit off of it. You try to aim it a little bit because you want it to pounce perfectly in the catcher's glove down the middle. I think He's kind of a guy, I think he just needs to get his mind cleared, get up one, two, and then throw that thing about as hard as he can. And that's when you get that real life on that, that real break on that curveball. 2-1 as that pitch went to the backstop for Wibbles. And this one is up and in, 2-2. They appeal down to first base. They know Casper did not go around. So two ball, or excuse me, three balls, one strike. Tyler Shermer on deck. He singled, and Corbin Rich in the hole. And the pitch, low and away, and Casper will trot down to first, and then they will bring in the pinch runner in Engberg, or the courtesy runner, as the case may be here. You know, I don't. I certainly am not one to try to observe from up here and you know assume that I know exactly what's wrong with Wibbles. But I think there's a little bit when you're. You know, you're going to Kentucky when you've had 39 strikeouts in 14 and third innings. Really, you have to you almost start competing with yourself in a different type of manner. I think when he sees Carney foul him off, even I think it's almost like, hey, I got to throw this thing even farther. This shouldn't even be happening. And I just think it's just gone south. And I really do feel for him because I've been been in that. I've never was as good as him. I'm not saying that, but I've been in that spot where you've given up about three, four times as many runs as you've ever thought you'd give up in an inning. First pitch is going to be taken by Tyler Sherman. Strike one. And Shimmer singled and drove in a run in the first inning. The lefty stands in there, back foot all the way on the back of the batter's box. Wibbles, kicks, and fires. That's going to be popped up down the third baseline, and it's going to carry and carry and carry and carry all the way out to left field. That wind has even got me fooled a little bit. That hit farther than I thought, but it will be caught by Connor Creech for out number one. And that was a perfect call there because really as, as you were calling that, I could almost feel like that was the rhythm in his head as he was watching that thing come and kind of standing there and waiting for it to go further and further. But he, he certainly made the adjustment there to get a did a good job. Uh, you know, there's really not a whole lot of plays today that are going to be cans of corns when they're hit to the outfield, especially to left field. Now Creech hauls it in. And that'll bring in Corbin Rich, and he'll foul it straight back. So he was on that fastball, strike one. I'll tell you, when the freshman connects, you're going to hear the crowd. There will be no doubt about it, no matter if it's a single or a bomb. And it's wild because about two or three years ago, I remember umping this kid in Little League Baseball. and about 12 years old, and all of a sudden he's facing 90 miles an hour on the mound. Here's a fastball that'll be just a touch high from Wibbles. That'll be ball one. One ball, one strike to Corbin Rich. He is the designated hitter today for the Carney pitcher, Seth Stroh. Wibble set, runner at first. 9-2 Carney, bottom of the second. Swung on and missed. Strike two by Corbin Rich. Big bounce back inning here for Wibbles. If you can get out, obviously we only got one out this far. But if you can just get out of this and see a, a zero on the board and kind of just get in that mind frame that that first inning is over with. And when he looks at his outing, just look at how he did, the, how he did with those outs after that first inning. And now the 1-2 pitch up and in. Rich also got plunked his first at bat, and that one he had to bail out of the way. Two balls, two strikes. You've got Casper, who walked and then was replaced as the pincher, uh, courtesy runner by Sam Engberg down at first. And the pitch swung on and fouled straight back, cut off the knob of the bat there, and it's 2-2. So 
Corbin Rich is on time here with Wibbles. Will Richter would be next. And then Grosskreitz and Rodriguez if Carney gets the inning going here. And that's always the best thing you want as a hitter. Now you'd like to hit it about a mile far, but when you're off just by that much, you know you've timed that thing perfectly. Pitch just up. Ball three. So another full count here to the freshman designated hitter, Corbin Rich, Sam Wibbles. Well, a man on and a man out here in the bottom of the second inning. Hastings trying to not give up any more. Wibbles kicks and fires. It is outside. Ball four, and Corbin Rich will reach base for the second time without making contact, hit by a pitch, and then walks. That will get Engberg down to second, and Will Richter will stand in there. He grounded out to third, but did drive in a run because the bases were loaded when he did that in the first. Now Sometimes I don't necessarily say an issue, but when you throw so hard, you just never really have time to develop a changeup, and I feel like right now for Wibbles, when he's got a 3-2 count, 2-2 count, he's his fastball is basically his only other pitch besides a fastball is harder fastball, and he kind of is doing that right now, and that's why sometimes you're seeing it a little bit wild on those pitches. First pitch is taken for strike one, even though it doesn't sound like the wind has went down. The flag showing that it has went down about 7-8 mile an hour. Fastball fouled back by Richter's strike two. So 0-2 to Richter, two on, one out, bottom of the second, 9-2. Carney with the lead here over the Hastings Tigers. Hastings was out there a long time in the first. Now setting up way outside is Cafferty for the 0-2 pitch, and it's a fastball high. Ball one. The first out of the ball game was a strikeout for Sam Wibbles, and he has not recorded one since. Now, of course, Carney only has four total outs at this point. The 1-2 pitch down. On the way to Richter. Took something off it, but it stayed high. Ball two. And that curveball just not quite, you know, just not biting as much. He, he started that thing right where he wanted, I think. It just not quite, just kind of slurved in there a little bit. Just didn't quite have the bite, I think, that he's accustomed to. And the 2-2 pitch. And he overthrew it, bounced in front of the plate. Ball three. So even this time... Wibbles jumped out 3-0 or 0-2, and now he's thrown three straight balls, three balls, two strikes. Let's see what Coach Archer wants to do. I don't think he would be sending any of the runners with a big lead like this. 3-2 pitch. He just walked Rich. Now it's fouled away. So he went full on Rich and walked him outside. Here he tries the outside part of the plate, but it was at least over the zone this time and knocked out of there by Will Richter. This is really, I mean, darn impressive. I mean, we'd obviously nine runs, darn impressive regardless. But, I mean, even when he's making some of his pitches, Carney's able to battle those things off. 3-2, hit down the right field line. The wind's going to hold it up. Coming in and securing it will be Braden Cavillage. And tagging up from second to third will be the runner, Sam Engberg, the courtesy runner. So you get to put that down as a sacrifice fly for Will Richter. Keeps his average okay. But he's 0 for 2, and that'll bring up Brant Grosskreitz, who walked and scored in the first. You know, big here for Wibbles again. We can talk about whether this game's out of hand or whatnot, but just for his confidence, just get out of there. See a zero on that board. Make yourself feel a little better. 9-2 Carney, and we're only in the bottom of the second. Wibbles now with runners at the corner. Kicks and fires, and it's high. Ball one to Brant Grosskreitz. And... Corbin Rich isn't going to be going anywhere down there at first base as far as stealing a base or trying anything fancy. He's only got about a two-step lead. Wibble's not even really paying attention to him. Kicks and fires. Fastball waved on and missed for strike number one by Grosskreins. 
at this point, I'm not sure. We got 67 pitches, at least according to my tally. So, I, if they want to, they can put him out there for another inning. But he's going to have to really work quickly if he's going to be able to go for anything past that. Chris Kreitz hitting 250, puts the bat on the ball, pops it into shallow center field, under it, and making the catch is Jacob Schroeder. So, after getting nine in the first, Carney comes up empty here in the second. No runs on no hits. There were no Hastings errors, but two men left on via the walk. And we go to the third. It is Carney 9, Hastings 2. You're listening to American Legion Baseball on ESPN Radio. Hi, I'm Rhonda Johnson, co-owner and realtor at Home Real Estate of Kearney. As a licensed realtor, I can see potential in a house, and I can help clients see it too. Our motto is, there's no place like home. And I enjoy seeing people envision their entire future in a beautiful home that they like. At Home Real Estate of Kearney, our personal touch and first-class help ensure that we are the best agents we can be. Our office phone is 308-234-1080, or our website is www.homecarney.com. Family Medical Center of Hastings is the place to go for all your health care needs. Their team is trained to treat the whole person, regardless of age. They provide a wide range of medical care, including acute care, routine health screenings, and treatment of chronic conditions. Family Medical Center is the area's only independent family medicine clinic. They're dedicated to providing you the best care in the most cost-effective manner. Your family's home for health care. 1021 West 14th Street, proud to support all area student-athletes. Your home or business doesn't have a tarp during rain delays, so when you experience water damage, the only place to call is SeaTac Restoration in Kearney. Whether it's fire damage, storm damage, or even mold remediation, SeaTac is here to get it right. Each member of the SeaTac team shares a commitment to quality. SeaTac is also your home for custom flooring, whether that be hardwoods, laminates, vinyl, tile, or carpeting. Don't just foul off your restoration and flooring plans. Hit a home run with SeaTac at SeaTacRestoration.com. Go to the top of the third, and Mike Bovey, the shortstop, will stand in there. The lefty walked back in the first inning, and the pitch from Seth Stroh is going to sail away outside. See Dad Jim here in the crowd. Good crowd on hand again. A little windy, but another beautiful day. A lot different than we're going to see the next couple of days, obviously. And the 1-0 pitch, kind of the same spot. It's tailing on him a little bit. It's 2-0. Yeah, you're right a little bit. It's almost got, I don't know if it might just be some natural uh, run on that pitch, but it kind of looks like it's got some 2-seam action and just starting in the zone, and those last two have kind of finished outside. This one's right down the middle, but a touch high, and it's 3-0. So Bowie might walk. He hasn't seen a strike yet. Eight pitches, eight balls. To Mike Bovey, who had seven RBIs yesterday. Maybe there's a reason behind the madness, but he has not offered it anything. And with Hastings taking until they get a strike, uh, you don't have to worry about anything weird. And now Sam Wibbles, and this will be interesting. I'm sure there's a little frustration here. Uh, I'd like to see him take a cut, see what happens. But for the uh, second straight inning, the leadoff man on for Hastings. And the pitch bounces off the plate. And it bounces away from Casper and trotting down to second on the wild pitch is going to be Mike Bovey. And I think the pitching coaches for Carney there kind of thought the same thing because he started him off with a curveball up seven runs. I think they were probably hoping he was going to pull his head and try to hit one over it again to that church you were talking about and maybe try to get an easy out there. But that starts in the dirt, and now you kind of got five straight balls for Stroh again. To start this third inning, Carney's up 9-2 to two here on KXPN Carney, KICS Hastings. Stroh kicks and delivers. That one is ripped down the right field line, but it's tailing foul, and it will leave the ballpark. 
Strike one. Wibbles coming into the game, batting just over 300. And if you're Carney in that dugout right now, that's the big – you just want to hear contact. I mean, at this point, you're not even really too concerned with where the ball goes. You just want them to have – to swing the bat. You just don't want to see runners on by, you know, a manner of which it's basically been given away in the terms of whether it's walking, hit by pitch, pass third strikes, et cetera. 1-1 one, one curve. Had a lot of action, but it stays inside. Ball two, two and one. Jacob Shaw will be next. Mason Brumbaugh after that. 9-2 to two Carney here with – Nobody out in the top of the third inning, and Bobby down at second after a walk at a wild pitch. Now the 2-1 pitch to Wibbles, and he'll take for strike number two. That's actually a strike at the knees. Haven't seen many of those. A reminder, later this week, it's the Masters here on ESPN Radio. While the weather may stink here Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, we could have some great golf. One o'clock coverage all four days, Thursday through Sunday, the Masters here on ESPN Radio. 2-2 pitch from Stroh to Wibbles. Fastball outside. That's where they wanted it. Wibbles didn't bite. The count is full. And again, tonight, when our game's over on ESPN 1550, it is Creighton, Nebraska baseball. And Mike Will right now just getting underway on 1230 KHAS Hastings College baseball. They're taking on York over at Duncan Field, and that has just begun. 3-2 pitch to Wibbles. He's ready. He swings. He pops it out of play down the right field line. He's been giving it a ride, but it has been behind it and down the right field line. That foul ball brought to you by Home Real Estate. You know, I'm kind of surprised that Stroh, who, again, we we don't know how often he's really pitched, how often he's been in pitching meetings, et cetera. He's actually kind of given some token looks at second. If I was that middle infield, I'd, I really would just stay put at this point and let Stroh just focus his eyes completely on Sam Wibbles. Because they've already thrown one into center. 3-2 pitch again to Wibbles, and that's going to be chopped towards third. Standing on the bag, grabbing it will be Will Richter. Fires it a little low to first, but it's scooped out of the dirt over there by Tyler Shermer, and Wibbles will be the first out here in the third inning. Carney, Corbin Foster, he's a tremendous first baseman over there, and today they've got Shermer over there at first. They do a really good job. I mean, they're in the upper percentile for sure in terms of high school baseball in the central region. And I don't know, they've always seemed to have guys, they put it first, who can scoop the ball. I mean, really at an incredible rate and enough that you really individually pick out that specific variable and notice it time and time again. Jacob Shaw stands in there and looks at one that's going to stay high from Sestro. Ball one. Shaw was able to single in the first run of the ball game in the first inning. Looking to go two for two right here. And a single might get another run in with Bovey standing down there at second. Carney shading just a little bit towards left. And the pitch is away. Or ball two. We're almost early enough in this game. Or I should say just with the way the game's going, you could almost, if you wanted to, uh, take some of these pitches when you're up 2-0, 3-0, just to try to get base runners in some way because we know that Hastings is going to need a lot. And if Wibbles can't go after this inning, there's a ball and from the dugout or from the uh, warm-up area down there. Got away, the bullpen. That happens about three or four times. It, it's unbelievable. I wish there was enough resources, to, which, of course, <laughs> we couldn't even fund the college program apparently anymore, but I wish there was enough resources to put a gate there or something. But as I was saying, uh, you know, Hastings right now, if they wanted to, they could probably take some of these pitches and feel confident enough with the swings they've had off Stroh. 2-0 pitch is a fastball over the inner half for a called strike. 2-1 to Jacob Shaw. Singled his first at bat. Playing third base here this afternoon for Hastings. Doug Duda, Chris Langan with you today. To all the folks listening online at PlatteRiverPreps.com, glad to have you. I'll tell you about our PlatteRiverPreps.com Athlete of the Month here in a little bit. 
as we get time called at the plate. Platte River Preps Athlete of the Month brought to you by B&B Carpet and Donovan. Be sure to log on to PlatteRiverPreps.com and nominate your favorite athlete for Athlete of the Month. And Stroh's pitch is going to be chopped right in front of the plate. Stroh's just going to grab it and tag the runner out, one assisted, unassisted, and nowhere for Bovey to go. So Bovey got over to second on five pitches. He walked, and then a wild pitch. He got down there, and he's been stuck there. Two outs, and Mason Brumbaugh, who flew out to center to end the first, will stand in there again. Our Platte River Preps Athlete of the Month, one boy, one girl winner listed on PlatteRiverPreps.com, brought to you by B&B Carpet, Lexi Burton of Hastings St. Cecilia for the girls, Baylor Scheiman of Aurora for the boys, coming off their outstanding state tournament basketball and their entire season are reigning winners as the first pitch here hit the seam. Did that hit the seam, Chris? That was that short of it the was, play? It was certainly very short. I didn't particularly see exactly where, but it only, everybody got to stop for a moment to see what had just happened as if they had never seen something like that on a baseball field before. Stroh looked like he threw a wiffle ball and it bounced on the seam in front of the plate there and almost kicked away and Casper did a good job and then Stroh comes right back and fires a strike. Now I do want to comment on Bovey because it doesn't seem like a big deal but I know I would have pointed it out if he made the mistake. He was smart there to say it's second. It was hit right back to Stroh. He could have gone flinging over to third, and he might have been safe, but with the way this game is, is a good awareness just stay put and not risk any outs. Called strike two. One ball, two strikes now to the second baseman, Mason Brumbaugh. Bovey at second, two out, top of the third. Carney nine and Hastings two. We'll see here if Stroh, the way the game's at, if he wants to go with his off speed, he's shown it a little bit, but this would be a good time to throw it one, two. And he does, and it's just contacted by the bat of Mason Brumbaugh. Well, Hastings has done a good job with some of our Athletes of the Month. Morgan Baker from Adams Central has won it already this year. Uh, here in Kearney, Kearney Catholic's Olivia Misik, a uh, winner earlier this year. So congratulations to those athletes. Trying to get out of this top of the third inning is Seth Stroh, one and two. The pitch is going to be waved at and missed. It's in the dirt, so Casper will have to pick it up, throw to first, and he does. But that is the third strikeout of the ball game for Seth Stroh. And we go to the bottom of the third on no runs, no hits, no errors, and one man left on via the walk. It's Carney 9, Hastings 2. You're listening to High School Baseball on ESPN Radio. You already know that at Lanny Carlson Motors, we go the extra mile for you. And now we're going for extra bases, too. If we don't have what you're looking for, our convenient car finder tool will help us put you in the right car at the right price. Our prices can't be beat for cars as new as last year's models. And we even have financing available. So come on in and see my husband Lanny, Jerry, or Brandon in North Kearney across from Menards at 6110 2nd Avenue or online at LannyCarlsonMotors.com. That's Lanny Carlson Motors going the extra mile for you. Proudly supporting Carney High School Baseball. Your home or business doesn't have a tarp during rain delays, so when you experience water damage, the only place to call is SeaTac Restoration in Kearney. Whether it's fire damage, storm damage, or even mold remediation, SeaTac is here to get it right. Each member of the SeaTac team shares a commitment to quality. SeaTac is also your home for custom flooring, whether that be hardwoods, laminates, vinyl, tile, or carpeting. Don't just foul off your restoration and flooring plans. Hit a home run with SeaTac at SeaTacRestoration.com. 
At Insurance Connection, we strive to make our clients feel like family. Looking for home, auto, life, or business insurance? We're here to help. With locations in Kearney, Gibbon, and Grand Island, our mission is to help you realize your dreams by providing the protection and peace of mind to power life's journey. Contact John, Ray, Jamie, or Jaylene at 308-237-0914 or insconnect.net. Stop in at 2615 2nd Avenue. Proud supporters of Kearney Baseball. Rodriguez! Well, let's go to the bottom of the third inning here on ESPN Radio. Trey Rodriguez will come to the plate. He reached on an error. He popped it up with the bases loaded and two outs in the first, and that's what opened the floodgates. So it could have been 3-1. to one. That took it to 6-1. to one. Ended up being 9-1. to one. And Sam Wibbles will be just high here on the pitch for ball number one. But uh, that was the play that really has quieted pretty much everything around the ballpark right now. And really, both teams kind of been distraught. I mean, even it's kind of weird. Even though you're winning the game, you almost just feel awkward about it, just because you you couldn't have fathomed. I mean, they probably thought they'd been win this game, It'd be a three-two type game or three-one, something along those lines. But to score nine runs in that first inning, you almost surprised yourself a little bit. Fastball fouled back to the screen here by Rodriguez, so it's one-one, and Wibbles is ready to go again, and that one is off the web, high ball two. So it'll be Trey Rodriguez, Lane Shires, and Corbin Foster. Shires and Foster getting a chance to get three at-bats in three innings here. Shires has reached twice and scored twice. Foster has doubled and scored. And the pitch just high. And it is ball three. And he really, just for the most of the day, just been missing up a lot of times. Sometimes that's due to overthrowing. And really, quite frankly, any pitcher will tell you, sometimes you just don't have it. And it comes off and it just doesn't come out the same way as you're used to. Wibbles 3-1 pitch, throws even harder, and it's down low. I was just going to say most, uh, and he walks Trey Rodriguez, most of his misses have been high, some outside, very few low. Uh, when he has overthrown, he has put it in the dirt, and uh, he gives up the walk right there. Yeah, you wonder here is I don't see any activity still on hit now. I think they had a guy warming up earlier. I don't know if I know I certainly wouldn't prefer just sitting in the dugout after 20 minutes of warm-up pitches, but I, it looks like the plan, at least, is to just have Wibble throw whatever his max pitch count is. Well, squaring to bunt lane, Shires, they're going to pop throw it down to first as the ball was high, ball one, and he's safe down there. Five walks, two hit Batman so far for Wibbles. He's given up four hits. Those were all in the first inning. And again, probably when Wibbles is done, there's probably somebody that's on the field right now that is going to come in for him. Checking the runner. Wibbles in the stretch. Pretty good lead over there. Fastball trying to bunt it, and it's missed. Strike number one. There you can kind of see the – excuse me. You kind of see the – I mean, if anything, you take away, you look at the game, you kind of wonder what Sam Wibbles, his stuff's like. Well, there – I mean, you don't see many people miss a bunt where they just don't make contact while it's out there. So you can see kind of some of that electric stuff. And Wibbles expecting him to square again. Throws the fastball that tails in, and it's going to hit Shires, and that's the third hit batsman of the game. Five walks, three hit batsman, eight free passes for Carney. And the first two men are on here in the bottom of the third with the Bearcats up 9-2. to two. And coming to the plate, the left-hander Corbin Foster struck out and then doubled and scored, has an RBI. That was a little peculiar to be up seven and, and see a bunt situation. Usually you give those at-bats when you you know you can afford them, especially from your leadoff, man. Now we're going to bunt again, and it's popped back to the screen. It goes over the screen and up towards the concession stand, grabs a Laffy Taffy, and then is picked up by one of the youngsters 
trying to find 50 cents. Our foul balls brought to you by Home Real Estate. And Corbin Foster fouls that one back. What about uh, Bunning here with a seven-run lead, Chris? I mean, maybe this is for later in the year. Yeah, I think it kind of foreshadows maybe just Carney's pitching situation. As he bunts, uh, there's a ball there outside on another bunt attempt that was pulled back. But I think it maybe foreshadows their pitching for this game. They maybe feel like, you know, we don't we, – some of the arms we're throwing, we're not particularly sure. Maybe they don't have a whole lot of innings work with that hack tournament coming up. Maybe they think, hey, we need – we maybe need 10, 11 runs to – just ensure ourselves and make sure the pitchers can remain confident on the mound. 1-1 pitch, squares to bunt, didn't, and it's just over the outside corner for strike two. So one ball, two strikes. We'll get a chance to talk about it with Coach Archer and and kind of the philosophy. Every coach uh, has their own. It's not like it's drastically different, but deciding what they want to do. And now 1-2. Foster most likely should be swinging away with two on, and he will, and he'll foul it out of play. Foul ball brought to you by Home Real Estate. want to thank many more of our High school baseball sponsors in this inaugural season of Carney High Baseball, like the Bike Shed, head to the shed and Steinbrink Landscaping and Greenhouses, locally grown, locally owned. 9 2 Carney, bottom of the third, two on, nobody out here against Hastings and Sam Wibbles. And the 1 2 pitch, swung on and fouled back again by Corbin Foster. So he's hanging in there after not able to get the butt down. Missed it once and then pulled the back back and got called strike two. And I think he struck out earlier on that same pitch, but he kind of likes that ball high, maybe chase it a little bit. But he's seen the ball well enough to foul that thing off at whatever velocity it was. It's tough to catch up to that thing, regardless of it's out of the strike zone. And high and away, ball two. Two balls, two strikes to Corbin Foster. Braden Miller is on deck, followed by Mason Casper and Tyler Shermer. Will Carney be able to get a big enough lead to get the run rule? Or will Hastings get out of this and scrap back into it? Or will we just stay right here at 9-2? Fastball. Swung on and missed. The ball is, oh, just ticked, they're going to say. Just ticked. And it will be another chance here for Corbin Foster, the left-hander playing right field here this afternoon for Carney. Again, the junior varsity game will be next. Carney will play the Heartland Athletic Conference, everything moved up. So if you have the bracket or you're on the Carney Baseball page on Facebook, just take everything from tomorrow and move it up to today. Grand Island has a 5 o'clock game tomorrow against a two-to-be-determined opponent, Archbishop Bergen or Northeast, I believe it is, in the 7-10 matchup, Grand Island the 2 seed. And again, a 2-2 pitch. Coming up here to Foster, and the curveball called strike three. That's the best one he's thrown, and even if it didn't catch the corner, which the Carney fans didn't think it did, that was the best pitch he may have thrown, uh, especially non-fastball all game long. Yeah, no, that I completely agree. That that did have we can debate whether it was outside. Regardless, it was a great pitch. It had the right depth. It had the right moving action on it, and it's probably the best pitch that Wibbles has thrown all night, regardless of whether it was a strike or not. I mean, that's still probably where he wanted to throw that thing. Miller stands in, and the pitch goes right through the wickets of the catcher. I think we're going to have to call maybe that one a pass ball as the runners advance on. So Rodriguez will go to third, Shires to second. It's a 1-0 count to Braden Miller, who sharp, sharply singled to left, and the first pitch he saw in the first inning, and then reached on an error in the second at bat of the first inning, but then was tagged out trying to go to second as it was bounced in the dirt. At first, he turned, went to second, overslid the bag, and got tagged out. Well, no, he didn't. He was not the one that overslid the bag. He was called out on a nice slide over there, and here he swings and misses strike one. So one ball, one strike, one out. 
Runners at second and third for Miller, trying to open this 9-2 lead even more. And he'll take one for strike number two. You know, it's kind of been that day for Wimblesby. There's a couple foul tips. And, you know, one thing I'll say is it, it's tough to react to some of these pitches as a hitter. It, it's pretty tough, too, to react to him as a catcher. And we've seen come a, some of these foul tips maybe not quite squeezed. And also some of these pass balls that have been occurring just throws so much harder than the rest of their staff. Oh, there's a curveball. Check swing. <laughs> totally fooled the young man, Braden Miller. Kind of started to bail out. Then he saw it break back, and there's two straight strikeouts with a big curveball from Sam Wibble. So, Sam, maybe he's settling down a little bit and starting to show some of what we expected to see here today. And, I mean, that, of course, we're on the radio, so we can't get a visual of that. But that that right there, I'll just say this, that swing, that regardless of how this, this outing has gone, you can see right there a flash of why this young man is signed to a Southeastern Conference school. Fastball to Casper. He lines it in the center fielder. Doesn't even have to hardly move. Jacob Schroeder just had to judge where it was. Casper nailed it, but right at Schroeder. So after a walk and a hit batsman, two strikeouts and a flyout, no runs, no hits, no errors, two men left on. We go to the top of the fourth. Carney 9, Hastings 2. You're listening to High School Baseball on ESPN Radio. Man, Cooper, this is hard work. We should call Johnson Landscape. That's right, boys. Landscaping is hard work, and not to mention, most people just don't have the time. Don't worry, that's exactly why we're here. Johnson Landscape has been landscaping the Tri-City area for 20 years, and our professional staff knows how to do the job right and on time. As always, we offer landscaping, sprinkler systems, retaining walls, paver patios, and much more. Ooh, this landscaping is awesome. Good thing we called Johnson Landscape. Check us out on the web at johnsonlandscape.net. Starting a new construction or an existing renovation project can seem like a daunting task. A task best trusted to Duncan Tice Construction to design and coordinate virtually any residential or commercial project. Duncan Tice Construction features single source accountability, cost control, and faster completion. Make precision, professionalism, efficiency, and quality control part of your project. Find us at DuncanTiceConstruction.com. A proud sponsor of Carney Baseball in this broadcast. Isn't it time you start treating your eyesight as the precious gift it is? Make your appointment at Optical Gallery in Kearney with one of the biggest frame selection, including names like Tom Ford, Mark Jacobs, Oakley, and Maui Jim. You will be seeing yourself in style. Open Monday through Friday with evening appointments available. Personal, professional, quality eye care. Optical Gallery will help you see the difference. Make an appointment today with Dr. Mandy Johnson. Optical Gallery on 39th Street in Kearney. With our producer-engineer, Stacey Johns, and Chris Lang, and I'm Doug Duda. Again, a big thank you to Athletic Director Ryan Hogue, to the coaches, Blake Marquardt and Brad Archer, for uh, their hospitality. And we're bringing you Kearney High, Hastings High Baseball here on ESPN Radio. We go to the top of the fourth. J.T. Cafferty, who, who walked and scored in the second, will lead things off. He's the Hastings catcher. And the first pitch from Seth Stroh will be a touch high. Ball one. So, again, seven, eight, nine, just like we started off the second inning. J.D. Cafferty. Leif, uh, the designated hitter, Hutlin, will be next. Holtine, excuse me. Holtine, sorry, Leif. Holtine, and then Braden Calvillage will be after him. And the pitch is out of the strike zone again. Ball two. So 2-0. Two and oh. Stroh has not been quite as efficient the last couple of innings as he was early. Here tries to take something off of it and uh, leaves it high, just not striding through, following through. Kind of looks like the D cell on a golf swing. It's 3-0. You know, I think the, the efficiency is probably the best. We're already up to 70 pitches. Now, I think they've, as far as the scoreboard is concerned, 
Ball four, up and in. As far as the scoreboard's concerned, I think Carney's certainly very happy. If you would have told him Stroh would have Number given five. up two runs through three innings, I don't Wait. think they would have been okay. entirely disappointed. But uh, like you said, efficiency already up at 71 pitches here, and he's not quite through. Uh, he's at three-plus innings right now without having recorded an out here in the fourth. Lave Holtine will stand in there. He singled on the first pitch he saw in the second inning, but then ended up getting thrown out in a rundown. There was a wild pitch. He slid into third, and on the turf, he overslid the bag. Of course, they got some nice turf over at Hastings as well. And again, the leadoff man on here for Hastings. That has happened in three straight innings. And thinking about it, taking a strike is Holtine. So that'll be an 0-1 count here for Leif Holtine, the junior. And you can see Stroh right now really committing to his command, kind of taking quite a bit off that fastball and just committing to getting strikes in there and letting Hastings beat him if they're going to beat him. Out of the stretch curveball that is taken for strike two. So it's no balls, two strikes. Calvage is on the on deck here. Braden. Calvage is the right fielder today. Logan Norby's playing first base. That who is who we see Holtine DHing for. 0-2, and the fastball bounces in the dirt and gets away. That's going to be a wild pitch. And uh, hustling down to a second base, we do have a courtesy runner, I believe. Try and pick that number up. Cafferty can move, but I want to double-check. I don't think that is him in there anymore as the catcher can get the courtesy runner. So the wild pitch makes it one ball, two strikes. And this one, another off-speed that's low, but Casper's able to block it. Two and two. Looks like it's 17 over there, I think, if my eyes are correct. I know I've had to get a few contacts on <laughs> changes, but... Your eyes aren't as good as the old man's? Oh, not quite. <laughs> I don't have the vegetable intake, I guess, as that man. Nathan Burns with B number 17 down there for Hastings. The 2-2 pitch. Fastball swung on and missed by Holtine. He'll go down. Uh, strikes for the first out here of the fourth inning. And that will be the fourth strikeout of the ball game here for Seth Strom. And Brayton Cavillage, the right fielder, will step in. He had a sacrifice fly to right field in the second and drove in Cafferty. The big out there for Stroh is it would have been setting up the order for the nine hole there with nobody out and potential for Hastings to get back in this thing. Fastball just a touch high. Ball one, one and oh with Connor Creech on deck. Again, Carney scored all nine of their runs in the first inning on four hits. There were three errors, a couple of hit batsmen, a walk. Wibbles has gotten a little bit better as the game progressed. He had a really good third. Here's an off speed down the middle for strike number one, one and one. To the number nine hole hitter for Hastings. And again, Carney kind of in the same situation as Hastings. We don't see somebody warming up per se, but we have seen people in and out of the bullpen for them a little bit. So a 1-1 pitch now here with the runner at second. Another curveball that is taken for strike two. Stroh feeling a little more comfortable here against the number nine hitter to let that curveball go, and he's getting a little bit more movement on it. Yeah, One we've ball. seen a different pitcher kind of here in the last couple innings with Stroh. Just his soft speed really has come to life as opposed to when we saw him in the first two innings. Fastball fouled away off the shin guard. One and two. Getting back to those uh, we were talking, Chris and I, between innings during the break about Carney bunning uh, up by a 9-2 to two count. Well, if you can 10-run it and get out of here in five innings, you're talking about the pitching, conserving the pitching. Well, if you get out of here in five innings, you can do that just as well with the 10-run rule, but they weren't able to execute. And here's a ball that is fouled off the face of Cavillage. 
And they're going to have to take a look at him. I think he's going to be okay, but that was a weird one. He chopped it off the plate. It backspun back up and hit him in the face. And umpire Tim Higgins looking at him. I think the one thing you want to do is just make sure there's no blood. It would be just like any other sport. Then get over there and take a look. The coaches are walking down there to make sure that Braden is okay. The right fielder, just a sophomore out there in the starting lineup. And just make sure he's okay. And if Hastings had a reason to smile a little bit, they're doing it here because he's just trying to shake the cobwebs out. So one ball, two strikes, one out. You've got Burns down there as the courtesy runner for Hastings. Hastings scored one in the first, one in the second. They're trying to get something going here in the third with one out. Braden will stay in but still be down on the count here to Seth Stroh. And again, both these pitchers are about to their pitch limit here in the ball game before we get out of the fourth inning. They will have used their allotment. Yeah, and Stroh already here at 80 pitches, so I think they're if you're kind of being optimistic or a realist in the Carney dugout, you're just hoping he can get through this one. And the pitch. Fastball grounded a third. Two hopper picked up there by Will Richter. He'll throw to first. It's on the money to Tyler Shermer for out number two. And that'll bring up the left fielder, Connor Creech. And this will probably be the last guy that Seth Stroh can face. Cafferty, well, the uh, courtesy runner, Burns, staying down there at second base. A lot of chatter going on down there between Grosskreitz, Shires, and Burns uh, while all this has been going on. Now Creech stands in there. Connor has struck out and has walked. So 0 for 1 officially, and he'll take ball one. That's the guy I think right now you, you really want to see what you can do and because he hasn't put the ball in play yet. Now, obviously, a great athlete batting first, but if, if nothing else, you're trying to keep that pitch count down. Maybe you can potentially go back out there for another inning. Thought about it, but did not offer at it. It's going to be ball two. Of course, Connor, out of the Creech family, Lance, the basketball coach, and Connor's got a pretty big strike zone. He's a taller young man here. The lefty waves the bat with a 2-0 count. Will he be looking to take a swing at anything? The 2-0 pitch, he's got to take a swing at anything, and that hasn't changed. That has not changed in this baseball game. They wait to get a first pitch or any strike, and they'll stand there until they do, and it's 3-0. And that, I think, the right approach, obviously. And I, obviously, 3-0, you're always going to be taken. But, yeah, I, I completely agree, especially with the context of this game and the score. Especially down in the game the way they are. And on the other side, Carney a little frustrated. You're up seven. got to throw strikes. And a walk there. Goes to Connor Creech on four straight pitches. So he is at first. The courtesy runner Burns is down at second. There are two outs. That brings up Jacob Schroeder. He singled and scored in the first and then chopped it back to the first baseman to end the second inning. And it doesn't like a genius realize this is probably Hastings' opportunity if they had any to kind of make this thing a competitive game with their two through four up here in two outs. Curveball high and Stroh can't afford to start missing the strike zone again. It's ball one. And you think right here as Archer makes his way a little bit closer towards the playing field, this is probably Stroh's last guy of the uh, contest, contest considering the two outs and also the change of inning if he were to get him out. I think he's reached his pitch count now. So it's 1-0. Trying to get out of the fourth. Fastball in there for a strike. 1-1. One and, one. and I know we've talked rules, but I is he's not allowed to finish the inning, is he, Chris? I mean, he hits the 85. He's no, got to come he out. He can finish the batter, but the batter, no, he can't. Right. No, yeah, he does. Just Especially like the little wiggers. Well, wibbles through, what, 44 pitches? <laughs> imagine, I mean, imagine if he finished that 120 pitches or something like that. 
And a 1-1 pitch. Fastball popped up into short right field. The wind will hold it. The center fielder coming over. Going to call for it, and Rodriguez will haul it in. So Hastings, they're getting guys on, but they just can't get any kind of a big inning going here. In the fourth inning, there were no runs on no hits. There were no Carney errors. Two men left on because of the walk. We go to the bottom of the fourth. It's Carney 9, Hastings 2. You're listening to High School Baseball on ESPN Radio. Hi, I'm Rhonda Johnson, co-owner and realtor at Home Real Estate of Kearney. As a licensed realtor, I can see potential in a house, and I can help clients see it too. Our motto is, there's no place like home. And I enjoy seeing people envision their entire future in a beautiful home that they like. At Home Real Estate of Kearney, our personal touch and first-class help ensure that we are the best agents we can be. Our office phone is 308-234-1080, or our website is www.homecarney.com. Great Western Bank and Kearney is a proud supporter of the Kearney High baseball team and would like to wish all the athletes good luck. Strike three, you're out! Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer, business, and agribusiness banking, offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Go Bearcats! Ten years of doing things the right way have led to a decade of trust between Buffalo Roofing and local homeowners benefiting from quality workmanship and products. From storm damage repair to updating the look of your home with new siding and gutters, Buffalo Roofing is proud of their outstanding service on every job. Trust the company that's built itself on trust. When it comes to roofing, siding, and gutters, local is best. Buffalo Roofing of Kearney voted best of Kearney four years straight. Online at buffaloroofingne.com. We go to the bottom of the fourth inning. Carney will have their five, six, seven hitters, Tyler Shermer, Corbin Rich, Will Richter, and the lefty Shermer against Sam Wibbles, who had his best inning in the bottom of the third. Will fire a fastball high, ball one. Shermer singled, drove in a run, and scored in the first inning where Carney scored all of their runs and sent 12 men to the plate. Then he flew out to left in the second inning, and here he'll take called strike one. So it's one and one. Both Kearney and Hastings playing soccer today. The Kearney boys are over at UNK. The varsity just getting underway against Norfolk. Instead of fighting any weather Thursday, they just decided to play today. Fastball strike two taken there to Tyler Shermer. The girls are at home playing Lincoln Southeast. Hastings is at home today. They're taking on North Platte High School soccer. And again, the hack tournament has been moved up. They're going to play tomorrow as the Wibbles curveball doesn't. It's outside. Ball 2-2-2 two, two, and two to the leadoff man here in the bottom of the fourth inning, Tyler Shermer. Carney will play at 3 o'clock tomorrow at Sherman Field in Lincoln against Lincoln East. Wibbles comes set and fires. Fastball low. Ball 3, and we have another full count. We have seen, whether it's 3-0, 3-1, 3-2, a lot of three-ball counts from both Stroh and Wibbles here today, and Wibbles will try and take care of it here on a 3-2 pitch. And it is a fastball, but high, ball four, six walks now in the game. And, you know, I, it kind of, you've got to kind of tip your cap a little bit to Sam. He has calmed down, I'd say, a little bit since that first inning. And part of that was a little bit of bad luck, but he was obviously pretty darn wild in that first inning. But he's been able to ba- bounce back a little bit, and I thought there he got up one-two and 
just couldn't quite finish him off. And I think his next step is developing beyond the obvious realm of throwing strikes is uh, having a changeup against those lefties to fade away. I think that'd be a really important pitch for him to develop. Corbin Rich stands in, takes a fastball low, ball one. The freshman getting his first varsity start was hit by the first pitch that he saw with the bases loaded. So that was an RBI in the first, and they walked in the second. Now he stands in there in the bottom of the fourth inning, and he'll take one off the handle that gets up in the wind to center. Center fielder Schroeder back, 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 and what a catch. He made the diving catch, and now hustling all the way back to first will be Tyler Shermer. He was at second and almost on his way to third, and there's the play of the day for the Hastings Tigers. Jacob Schroeder riding the wind, had to dive, and he's able to hang on to the baseball. He put everything together. I didn't think there was a chance he was going to catch that. Just when you account for the wind, you account for how the ball was going, flying in the air, and then also when you just account for the day it's been for Hastings. But right there, just an incredible play. Uh, and Clearly robbing there, Corbin Rich, who probably thought he was going to be running for a while across those bases. The wind was up to 22, 23 mile an hour at the start. Then to 18, we're about 16 out of the southeast as Will Richter stands in. Fastball all the way to the backstop. And on his way to second will be Tyler Shermer, 1-0 to Richter. He is 0-2, for 2, grounded out to third, flew out to right. That was a sacrifice fly, so he's 0-1 officially. Shermer down to second in the way that the catcher, J.D. Cafferty, looked at it. I'm going to put that as a pass ball. He kind of looked at his glove, so might have just went right through him. Fastball down the first baseline. It's a fair ball. That'll score a run around first Will Richter. He's going to have to hold up there as getting over there quickly to it was Cavalage, but an RBI single for Will Richter, and it's 10-2, Carney. And right there, just kind of that Dave Hastings, good piece of hitting by Will Richter, credit him, but just right down that line, got it through, and when you get it right down that line like that, that's always going to score a run if you're at second base. Well, Logan Nordby over there playing first. He was kind of playing even with the bag, expecting that maybe there'd be a bunt. And I think that's going to be it here uh, for the pitcher, Sam Wibbles. He may have reached his count, and they are all converging on the mound. Let's see if that is indeed the case. It is the first run since the first inning for Carney, only their fifth hit of the baseball game. First hit since then, and they're going to go and change things up, uh, calling in the right fielder, Calvillage. Let's see how much moving around they do. A call to the bullpen with one out in the bottom of the fourth. It's Carney 10 and Hastings 2. Currently, I have children as young as a year old that are working on some feeding and swallowing, problem-solving, those basic speech and language areas of articulation and phonology. Those are what most people think of when they think of speech therapy. These children are going to go out into the community and they're going to be able to make a difference and they're going to be able to be independent. When I came to Mary Lanny, there was no pediatric speech therapy program. Our space was very limited and we've more than outgrown that space. The first time a child does something that they've not ever done before, it's so rewarding. All that time and effort, it makes it worthwhile and it just makes you want to continue to do what you do every single day. My name is Brooke West, speech-language pathologist at Mary Lanning Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare, your care, our inspiration. Carney Baseball is brought to you in part by Biotest Plasma. How would you like to be compensated for becoming a superhero? 
Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Kearney, is currently seeking superheroes. How do you become a superhero? By donating your life-saving plasma. Your plasma will be used to treat a variety of conditions, and when you become a plasma donor superhero, you're compensated for your time, up to $340 a month. Please visit us online at biotestplasma.com or stop by Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Kearney. Starting a new construction or an existing renovation project can seem like a daunting task. A task best trusted to Duncan Tice Construction to design and coordinate virtually any residential or commercial project. Duncan Tice Construction features single source accountability, cost control, and faster completion. Make precision, professionalism, efficiency, and quality control part of your project. Find us at DuncanTiceConstruction.com. A proud sponsor of Carney Baseball in this broadcast. Well, the changes, uh, just three men rotate around here for Hastings. Our pitching change will bring the right fielder, Braden Cavillage, into pitch. Sam Wibbles will move to third, and then the third baseman, Jacob Shaw, will go out to right field. Ten to two, Carney with one out here in the bottom of the fourth inning, and that'll bring up the shortstop, Brant Grosskreitz. Walked and scored in the first, flew out to center in the second. Doug Duda along with Chris Langan. Here at Memorial Field, when we are done on ESPN 1550, it's Nebraska Creighton Baseball. Right now, Hastings College Baseball on 1230 KHAS. So Cavillage out of the stretch. Little off speed, sails high. Ball one to Brant Grosskreitz. You've got Will Richter after the RBI single driving in Tyler Shermer, standing down at first. We'll see here how Carney does with this just huge speed differential with Calvage compared to Wibbles. Swing and a miss. Strike one for Grosskreitz. Brant batting right around 250 on the season. Slid down to the eight hole. He was going to pitch today, but when they moved the hack tournament, they decided to go with Stroh and use him tomorrow. He's uh, penciled in to start for Coach Archer tomorrow against Lincoln East. Pitches high ball, two. Two balls, one strike. Trey Rodriguez next, then up to the top of the order in Lane Shires. And the pitch swung on and missed. Strike two. He's got just a little bit of movement. He starts it out over the outside third, and it has sailed just outside the black, at least here on his two strikes that he has thrown to Grosskreitz. And now the 2-2 pitch. This time he tried to take it a little farther outside, and it's ball three, so no difference. Another three-ball count here, another full count for Calvillage in his first at-bat, or first uh, at-batter that he has thrown to. 3-2, runner at first, the pitch. Take it high. Thought about it and holding on. It's ball four, so Grosskreitz will trot down to first. With the base on balls, Richter moves to second. Now Trey Rodriguez stands in there. And Coach Archer not pinch hitting with the number nine man. And now we may see a bunt here. Wibbles at third. Norby at first playing even with the bag with one out. And he is not scoring to bunt. The fastball is high, ball one. Yeah, I think I, I think that's probably the the reasoning behind that bunt there. If it's the major leagues, obviously you don't have a run rule, and more importantly, you don't. You've got guys in the bullpen who you know are capable pitchers all the time. Not saying Carney's aren't, but it's kind of a tough situation with the hat coming up. And the pitch, off speed, rip to left field. That's going to be a base hit for Rodriguez. They were playing way deep in the outfield and left, so the run to come around to score, and it's going to actually go down. As a double, he was playing so deep out there, Connor Creech was, and it went to left center. And so that makes it 
11-2 with runners at second and third. And this is big because if Carney can get a 10-run lead and shut down Hastings at the top of the inning, the game would be over with the 10-run rule. Yeah, and you hit the nail on the head. I mean, he is he is ridiculously far back there. And I understand you want to you want to be confident, and he's kind of played some of those outfield balls. He's played some of those outfield balls and had some trouble with them. But, gosh, you got to give your pitcher a little bit better of a chance because, I mean, you've still got to hit that ball pretty good uh, when you factor in where he's playing. I mean, he really, Doug, looks like he's playing uh, with the wind 30 miles out there and when UNK is playing an MIAA game with some of those hitters who can hit 15, 20 homers. So Shires is up there, runners at second and third. The pitch is going to be outside, and that is ball one, one and one. So here you've had... Two runs score in the inning with Shermer and Richter. And then you've got Grosskreitz at third, Rodriguez at second. And the pitch outside to Shires. Ball two, two and one. Then you get Foster, Miller. So Carney High trying to get things going here. And Hastings already playing with the infield in. So I've always thought that was kind of interesting where you kind of try to conserve the game. But it does feel weird to have your infield in. And there's another foul ball that goes off the batter. That happened to... Cavillage, when he was up there last time, this time it ricochets off of Lane Shires. And we have a 2-2 count with one out. Runners at second and third, a nine-run lead for Carney. So Hastings needs to cut down anything at the plate here. And the pitch. Swung on, ground ball to short. The runner has to hold. And the throw over to first is on the money by Mike Bovey, who hasn't had a whole lot of action. And Lane Shires, who had walked, singled, and was hit by a pitch, has retired here for the first time of the ball game, 6-3. So two on, two out, two across in the inning. And Corbin Foster will step up. And that's If you're Hastings there, that's textbook. That's exactly what you want to do. Nice, uh, you know, good job there to corral yourself there by Bovey and make a nice throw to first base with all the things going on when you consider the runners. Fastball is going to be up and away for ball one. So a lot going on here. Anything to the screen could get you a 10-run lead. A base hit changes things up. Hastings just trying to survive right now. So there'll be more baseball, at least the bottom of the fifth, as this pitch is down low. Ball two, first base still open. For Corbin Foster, Braden Miller is on deck if he can reach safely. And the pitch from Calvage. It's a low and away. And really, just because we don't really understand completely the... we Now, we know Carney's probably not going to bring in any of their super superior arms, but if you could get, really, if you could try and get a 13-2 lead type deal as an intentional pass there... They just said that's <laughs> enough. They're just going to go ahead and walk him. So... Something you couldn't do in the past, but now they just say, hey, we're going to walk you down there. So Corbin Foster will get the walk. Bases loaded. Miller singled and scored in the first. And then he reached on an error the second time he came to the plate in the first. Struck out in the third. 11-2, Carney, bottom of the fourth. And the pitch outside. And a nice job there by Cafferty to haul it in. Ball one. Miller, the eighth man to come to the plate. Braden Calvillage replacing Sam Wibbles, who had hit the pitch count. Carney still only six hits in the game. Six walks, three hit batsmen, I believe it is now. Pitch is low, and now there's nowhere to put him. 2-0. So Braden now has to find the strike zone, and how eager will Miller be ready to go? He's been jumping on anything he's seen today. The 2-0 pitch. Outside. Ball three. 
And it is 3-0 with the bases loaded in two outs. Hastings just has not had what it has taken today on the mound. 3-0 pitch. Miller outside, ball four. And it is now 12-2, Carney. And how much longer can Carney put some insurance runs on? That'll bring up Mason Casper as they bat around, and we get a trip to the mound. Trip to the mound. We'll take a break. They're going to have a pitching change, and it looks like they're going to bring in Connor Creech with the score. Carney 12, Hastings 2, bottom of the fourth. We'll take a break here on ESPN. You already know that at Lanny Carlson Motors, we go the extra mile for you. And now we're going for extra bases, too. If we don't have what you're looking for, our convenient car finder tool will help us put you in the right car at the right price. Our prices can't be beat for cars as new as last year's models. And we even have financing available. So come on in and see my husband Lanny, Jerry, or Brandon in North Kearney across from Menards at 6110 2nd Avenue or online at LannyCarlsonMotors.com. That's Lanny Carlson Motors going the extra mile for you. Proudly supporting Kearney High School Baseball. Ten years of doing things the right way have led to a decade of trust between Buffalo Roofing and local homeowners benefiting from quality workmanship and products. From storm damage repair to updating the look of your home with new siding and gutters, Buffalo Roofing is proud of their outstanding service on every job. Trust the company that's built itself on trust. When it comes to roofing, siding, and gutters, local is best. Buffalo Roofing of Kearney voted best of Kearney four years straight. Online at buffaloroofingne.com. Your home or business doesn't have a tarp during rain delays, so when you experience water damage, the only place to call is SeaTech Restoration in Kearney. Whether it's fire damage, storm damage, or even mold remediation, SeaTech is here to get it right. Each member of the SeaTech team shares a commitment to quality. SeaTech is also your home for custom flooring, whether that be hardwoods, laminates, vinyl, tile, or carpeting. Don't just foul off your restoration and flooring plans. Hit a home run with SeaTech at SeaTechRestoration.com. At Steinbrink Landscaping and Greenhouses in Kearney, our experienced landscape designers will help you take your ideas and dreams for your property and turn them into reality. Unleash your property's full potential by letting our team professionally design, install, and maintain your residential or commercial landscapes. We can help you transform your yard and garden into the envy of the neighborhood. Visit them online at steinbrink.com or stop by and talk to the experts at 2010 30th Avenue. Steinbrink Landscaping, locally grown, locally owned, and a proud sponsor of Kearney high baseball connor creech is the new pitcher here and jacob shaw now moves out to left field for hastings so shaw went over to right now he's in left and it looks like uh we'll have to pick up who the new right fielder is for hastings and Mason Casper stands in there, the ninth man to bat in the inning. Carney up 12-2, bottom of the fourth, and the bases are loaded. Casper was hit by a pitch the first one he saw in the first, walked in the second, and then torched the first pitch he saw last at bat, but right at the center fielder. And he'll take ball one here from Connor Creech. A totally different look from a left-handed sidearm pitcher. And he's in the dirt ball, too. He's not a submariner. He's just a side armor. But that is a lot different look, especially when you don't see in And at the Class A level, you are going to see a little bit more on the left-handed side of things. But still not as much as you do from the righties. Whipple started. A little bit of relief there from Cavalage. And now Creech in the dirt. And it's 3-0 and again. And they're in danger of walking in another run for Hastings. Uh, by far, 
I guess if you're going to have a, a bad outing, you just as well not have an inning here and an inning there. Use them all up here today. And uh, they've played such good baseball this year. Just not happening today. There's a strike to Casper, 3-1 and one on the automatic. Not yeah. everything's been automatic, but that was a good pitch. Yeah, that's one thing is, I mean, this only counts. And obviously the game's not quite over yet, but this only counts as one loss for Hastings. So if you're going to lose it, why not just get all of it out? 3-1 pitch to Casper. He wants to swing, but it's down and away. Ball four. And another bases loaded walk here. And another RBI. Rodriguez will come in to score 13 to 2. That'll move Foster to third, Miller to second. And uh, Rodriguez did double, but the three men that are on base now are all via the walk. And Sam Egberg will come in and be the courtesy runner at first. The bases remain loaded for Tyler Shermer. Singled, drove in a run and scored in the first, flew out to left in the second, walked and scored to start this inning. So the second time that Carney has batted around, and he'll take the first pitch over the outside half for strike one. Obviously, we got a lefty on lefty here, and we'll see how, if that you know that sidearm type arm slot comes into play when you get that lefty up there, it's a little bit tougher for a right or than as opposed to a righty. Ball two, ball one, excuse me, low and away, one and one. When we're done, we'll have the final stats. Whether we go five, four and a half, seven. Whatever the case may be, but Carney now up 11, 13 to 2. Creech's pitch. That's going to be hit towards center field. Playable. The wind does push it back, push it back, but there is Jacob Schroeder to haul it in. Ten men come to the plate. Shermer will fly out to center for the third out. Carney was able to get four more runs in this inning, and uh, they did that with just the one base hit. Is that right, Chris? Just the one base hit here this inning. And, excuse me, two base hits, so Richter and Rodriguez. Four runs, two hits. There were no errors, and there were three men left on. So Hastings is going to have to score twice to keep the game going in the top of the fifth. Carney 13, Hastings 2 on ESPN. Isn't it time you start treating your eyesight as the precious gift it is? Make your appointment at Optical Gallery in Kearney with one of the biggest frame selections, including names like Tom Ford, Mark Jacobs, Oakley, and Maui Jim. You will be seeing yourself in style. Open Monday through Friday with evening appointments available. Personal, professional, quality eye care. Optical Gallery. We'll help you see the difference. Make an appointment today with Dr. Mandy Johnson. Optical Gallery on 39th Street in Kearney. At Insurance Connection, we strive to make our clients feel like family. Looking for home, auto, life, or business insurance? We're here to help. With locations in Kearney, Gibbon, and Grand Island, our mission is to help you realize your dreams by providing the protection and peace of mind to power life's journey. Contact John, Ray, Jamie, or Jaylene at 308-237-0914 or insconnect.net. Stop in at 2615 2nd Avenue. Proud supporters of Kearney Baseball. Man, Kimber, this is hard work. We should call Johnson Landscape. That's right, boys. Landscaping is hard work, and not to mention, most people just don't have the time. Don't worry, that's exactly why we're here. Johnson Landscape has been landscaping the Tri-City area for 20 years, and our professional staff knows how to do the job right and on time. As always, we offer landscaping, sprinkler systems, retaining walls, paver patios, and much more. Ooh, this landscaping's awesome. Good thing we called Johnson Landscape. Check us out on the web at johnsonlandscape.net. Top of the fifth and up for Hastings will be Mike Bovey, the shortstop. He has walked in both plate appearances today. He'll take strike one, though. He finally saw a strike. And now Seth Stroh will throw one over the outside corner. Strike two to the left-hander, Bovey. Good single serve for Stroh after 
Hastings had walked five guys in the previous inning. You wonder, again, kind of a long inning for him to sit and think about it, but he's back out there and bringing the strikes early. And Bovey off the third baseman's glove in Will Richter, and he will round first, and they're going to have a play at second. The throw over is not in time. And sliding into second will be Bovey. That will go down as an error as it was hit fairly hard, but right at Will Richter, and it just he just didn't get his glove up in time. And so a two-base error, and they will get some of the gear off of the runner, Mike Bovey. They need two runs. Again, it's 13-2 in favor of Carney, and Sam Wibbles will step in. It's certainly one of those errors that, as a batter, you kind of feel like he deserved the hit, but, of course, it's kind of right at him, but the ball was kind of tailing away, but the right call there on the air overall. Pitch to Wibbles is just off the plate outside. Ball one. So Bobby, Wibbles, and Shaw, then Brumbaugh and Cafferty. They're going to need all those guys if they're going to stay around here, down 13-2 to two in the top of the fifth. Again, Carney scored nine in the first. The story of the game was the inability of the Hastings pitchers to find the strike zone. Here, Strobe bounces one in the dirt to Wibbles, so it's 2-0. and oh. But we're approaching, well, there have been at least 10 free passes, whether it's been walks or wild pitches. They had three walks in the first inning, or two walks and two hit batters. And here's Wibbles back up the middle, past the diving second baseman, Lane Shires. No need to send the runner. The ball comes back into the infield, and there's a base hit, the first of the game for Wibbles, who had struck out and grounded out the third. So the fourth hit of the ball game here for Hastings, and that will move Bovey to third. So the two guys that they need to score are at least on base here with the middle of the lineup. And now Jacob Shaw, who started at third and then has played right and now in left with those pitching changes, will step in there. He singled in the first and then grounded back to the pitcher unassisted in the third. The runner at third means nothing right now for Carney. Fastball popped up into shallow. No, that's not shallow center. The wind's going to carry it back. Back Rodriguez sticks his glove out. He makes the catch. It will be a sacrifice fly. We've seen both center fielders make nice catches. That ball carrying a little bit better. On my bad eyesight as well. So a nice play out there by Trey Rodriguez. Yeah, again, we've had two incredible plays there. in Center, first by Hastings, and then there by Trey Rodriguez. And that's that's a huge one to conserve this game if you want to try to end this thing in five. If he, if he doesn't get to that, he's on his he's on the ground. And I think, you know, uh, Wibbles there might have a chance to score all the way from first. Yeah, that would have taken care of business right there. So it's now 13-3. to Carney leads with one out here in the top of the fifth. Again, Hastings must score another run to keep this game going, and they're going to appeal over at third that he missed the bag, and they're going to sort of that he left early in this case and safe. You would have really had to do something bad to get that one going because uh, that was an easy trot in on the catch. So that brings up Mason Brumbaugh to the plate. We may have a pinch hitter. Let's double check as the pitch is in there for a strike, and it will be Nathan Burns. So Burns stays in there. And Burns is the batter. And he will take strike one. Here with one out in the fifth. And the pitch over the outside corner. Strike two, 0-2. Kind of wonder how aggressive Hastings will be on the base pass here. Because, I mean, on one hand, you're down 10. But if you want to extend this game, you might have to try some things to try to get a a runner in scoring position, etc. And the 0-2 to Burns is up and away. Ball one. Good pitch there, Stroh. So just what it looked like, he's all over the place. He's thrown a lot more under control here in the 
Top of the fifth inning. 13-3, to Carney. We've got a lot more runs than we have hits. 16 runs, just 10 hits. The pitch swung on and missed as it tailed away. And Burns will go down on strikes for out number two. And Stroh is one out away from finishing this thing. And coming to the plate, the catcher, J.D. Cafferty. He's walked in both of his plate appearances. Shermer holding Wibbles on over at first. Stroh has been a little bit sporadic. Kind of reminds me of like a March Madness game where teams have gone 8-0 runs and they'll be down 8-0. And that's kind of how he's pitched. He's had three or four. He's had sequences to three or four batters where he's been right on the money. And then maybe the next three or four, he kind of maybe walks one or two of them. First pitch fouled away. Our foul ball is brought to you by Home Real Estate. 0-1-1 now. Throw over to first. Didn't expect that. Uh, maybe that quick. That was a good throw. And Wibbles is back in there. High school baseball brought to you by SeaTech Flooring, your restoration experts. And Fanatic Sports Bar and Grill, where everybody wins. The 0-1 pitch outside. And it is 1-1. One one. Standing on deck, Leif Holteen would be next. And I've got Stroh right now down for 101 pitches, so I'm not sure if this is his last guy or exactly what the rule is. Pitch is high. Ball two. 2-1 two to Cafferty. Wibbles over at first. He's got a score in the 10-run rule. 13-3, Carney. Two outs here. In the top of the fifth, Stroh comes set. Long time, throws home. It's going to be fouled away to the right field line again, brought to you by Home Real Estate. Two balls, two strikes, our high school baseball, brought to you by Lanny Carlson Motors, going the extra mile for you in Moonlight Custom Screen Print and Embroidery. Everything's better by Moonlight. Carney with nine in the first, four in the fourth. Hastings with one in the first, one in the second, and one here so far. In the top of the fifth, 2-2 count with two outs and Wibbles at first. And the pitch to Cafferty, swung on and grounded right at short, scooped up and over to the second baseman as Grosskreitz will get it to Shires to retire the side 6-4. And that will be the varsity ball game here today. Did not expect this at all. Carney comes out, takes advantage of some errant pitching from uh, Sam Wibbles, and then they got the bats going a little bit, and Carney High is now 7-3 and three on the season, and they had Hastings just their second loss of the year by a score of 13-3. to three. In the top of the fifth, Hastings had the one run on one hit. There was one Carney error, and there was one man left on. We'll be back with the post-game show, coaches' interviews, a full look down at the stats, breakdown from Chris Langan. You are listening to High School Baseball here on ESPN Radio. Carney 13, Hastings 3. Play ball. Great Western Bank and Carney is a proud supporter of the Carney High baseball team and would like to wish all the athletes good luck. Strike three, you're out! Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer, business, and agribusiness banking, offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Go Bearcats! Don't just be a fan of your team. Be a full-blown fanatic at Fanatics. Conveniently located on the bricks, Fanatics is your home for pregame, postgame, or even a food-to-go order during the seventh-inning stretch. Fanatics is your home for the games you can't get to with over 30 HD TVs and everyone's favorite bullpen. Don't forget the famous wings, burgers, pizzas, and the best food and drink specials throughout the week. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue, Kearney, and online at fanaticscarney.com. Go Kearney Baseball! 
At Insurance Connection, we strive to make our clients feel like family. Looking for home, auto, life, or business insurance? We're here to help. With locations in Kearney, Gibbon, and Grand Island, our mission is to help you realize your dreams by providing the protection and peace of mind to power life's journey. Contact John, Ray, Jamie, or Jaylene at 308-237-0914 or insconnect.net. Stop in at 2615 2nd Avenue. Proud supporters of Kearney Baseball. You already know that at Lanny Carlson Motors, we go the extra mile for you. And now we're going for extra bases, too. If we don't have what you're looking for, our convenient car finder tool will help us put you in the right car at the right price. Our prices can't be beat for cars as new as last year's models. And we even have financing available. So come on in and see my husband Lanny, Jerry, or Brandon in North Kearney across from Menards at 6110 2nd Avenue or online at LannyCarlsonMotors.com. That's Lanny Carlson Motors going the extra mile for you. Proudly supporting Kearney High School Baseball. Welcome back to High School Baseball here on ESPN Radio. Doug Duda, Chris Langan will be chatting with one of the uh, Kearney coaches as they make their way up here after a 13-3 victory. Hastings always stays down in the JV, so just uh, as you know, just like they do uh, when Mike's calling the ball game for the Hastings Tigers, uh, we won't have a chance to talk to one of the Tigers, but uh, it just Got away right away. Uh, Sam Wibbles, uh, Hastings come out, got a run on the board in the first. He thought, oh, my goodness, that might be enough. Sam Wibbles, who had struck out 39 in 14 and a third innings, 3-0, and uh, just never found the strike zone and uh, battled in that first inning and just had all kinds of problems. He had two walks, two hit batters. Carney got four hits, and then he wasn't helped because his defense had three errors, two on one play. One of them, when it was still 3-1, to one, Pop up to second, bases loaded, the ball got dropped, all three guys scored, and it went from 3-1 to one to 9-1 to one at the end of the inning because then the Carney scored the three there and three more with two outs. So they scored six runs with two outs in the first. Yeah, and, you know, I think you, you, tell, you can look back at a couple plays, certainly that one, that was really the almost a, an early dagger. You normally don't see a dagger in the first inning like that per se. But And there was also the play, uh, Tyler Shermer, I believe, he had a little chopper that, you know, if, if you make a good pitch there and you get – uh, the contact he won out of the hitter. I mean, you're always looking for weak contact like that. That gets over his head, and that would have been the second out of the inning, and he he would have had a chance to get out of that thing potentially maybe with one or two runs scoring. But, yeah, it just it just really snowballed, and you kind of feel bad for uh, Sam Wibbles a little bit. And, look, there's a chance that those nine runs, that may be half the runs he gives up the entire season. So credit Carney quite a bit. But, yeah, the main thing, I think, was for really both pitchers had a little bit of trouble, but specifically Hastings in uh, throwing strikes today. Well, let's continue on with our uh, post game here on Central Nebraska's ESPN Radio Superstation. The winning pitcher today for Carney was Seth Stroh, and uh, he joins us here. And Seth, uh, congratulations on the win. Always nice to get a win over a rival team. And yeah, thank you, thank uh, boy, you. your offense uh, gave you a lot of breathing room. Yeah, uh, we, with Sam Wibbles on the other side, could you have ever imagined having that big of a cushion after the oh, first no, inning? No, no, sir. Tell me a little bit uh, about what that did sitting over there. You had a couple, three innings today where you had to wait a long time to come out and pitch. It, it gave me a lot of confidence, obviously, going up in the first inning. Obviously, I struggled a little bit first inning. They scored, and then we came back with the big eight spot. So it was, it was nice to have a big cushion. Back and forth, I had you for seven walks, five strikeouts. It seemed that you did settle down a lot more there, especially the last uh, about inning and a third uh, uh, and then when you got the big lead, a lot of fastballs in that first inning. Maybe you mm-hmm. were able to mix in some other pitches. Uh, did it change the way you pitched because of the way the score was and the, the cushion that you guys had? I might want to say it changed the way I pitched, but it changed my confidence level of just, I mean, it, if they hit the ball, that's fine. I mean, see, we have a pretty good defense, so we're going to go make plays. 
And, you know, coming into this game, Seth, what did you kind of expect? Because you, you're not a guy who's necessarily thrown a ton of innings thus far. When you got on that mound and you come back out right away, you've already got yourself a nine-run lead. What did you think with, you know, that time, all that time you were thinking there and you were one you probably thought eventually Sam was going to get guys out. It just took him quite a long time. What was your first thoughts when you get back on that mound and you've got a 9-1 lead? I had to go play catch up to keep staying warm. But, I mean, he's a really good pitcher. He's obviously a Kentucky commit, so it's it didn't really change anything. Kind of a late change today too we were expecting brant was going to get the yep. stru- uh, start because of the way the conference tournament uh, when did you find out you were going to get the start and uh, and how did that change what you did to prepare today uh archer called me about 11 30 in my college algebra class so it was kind of a late notice <laughs> this is that okay i mean uh, i would think nerves probably aren't a big thing some guys want to know a day or two ahead of time or figure that you're going to pitch uh, is, was it okay that uh, you got the short notice yeah i mean i haven't pitched since last summer so it's kind of nice to get come back and get a start and you, you just just right there it's kind of taking the words out of my mouth you, you just threw it i think you threw about 100 pitches my math could be a little bit off but uh how does that arm feel and secondly i used to pitch for arch how many times did he ever come down to you and say hey throw a few more strikes or anything like that because you did a great job of uh, contesting some of those runners, leaving them on base. But, you know, sometimes Arch, he, he likes strikes. You know that as well as anybody. He didn't really say – he didn't really – he didn't talk, <laughs> he didn't talk to me at all. <laughs> Sestro, uh, the, the winning pitcher here today for uh, Carney. Uh, what about that uh, defense behind you today? Uh, you know, Brant goes over and plays short. Uh, yeah. uh, there was a couple of outstanding plays from both teams in the mm-hmm. outfield, but what about the way they made sure that nothing was getting through? I just, I mean, it boosts your confidence level as a pitcher, knowing that if they hit the ball, they can go make a play. Trey had a great catch out in center, and Hastings obviously had one too. All right, Seth, uh, we'll let you get out of here, and uh, good luck in the Heartland Athletic Conference Tournament. Hopefully we can get all the games in. Good luck tomorrow. Thanks for having me. You bet, bud. Seth Stroh joining us here. Assistant coach Peyton Pocock is going to sit down and uh, chat with us for a a minute as well as uh, Carney takes care of Hastings today by a score of uh, 13-3. to And, uh, Coach, were you as, I don't know if bewildered is the word, but I know everybody here would have never expected this game to start the way it did. It can always end up a 13-3 to mm-hmm. game, but considering that they had only lost one game by one run in extra innings mm-hmm. and the way Wibbles had pitched, uh, nobody could have saw this coming. No, I mean, we knew their guy on the mound was going to come in with Velo, and our guys stuck to their approach to the plate. They were patient. We hit him hard there a little bit. I know he put us on base quite a few times, and their defense didn't help him out a whole lot. But, I mean, we, we were expecting a good game. They're, those games against Hastings are always going to be competitive, so... It was nice to come out and get that win. Talk a little bit about Seth. I mean, maybe not necessarily, and you're kind of a pitching guy, maybe mm-hmm. not necessarily dominating per, nominating per se, but mm-hmm. we, we talked to him, he said he hasn't pitched since last summer. Just his ability to come in and, I mean, let's face it, if he gives up four or five runs, potentially you guys could still be playing around. Right just his ability to get through those five innings and give you essentially a quality start when it comes to spring high school baseball. Yeah. Um, I think he pitched four innings last summer for Runza. So he came in and did probably what we expected. He had two many free bases in my opinion i mean if he cuts that from six walks or seven whatever it is down to two we're probably having this conversation about 45 minutes ago but uh no i mean he battled competed and kept a pretty solid hastings team they got some good hitters and he did a, a pretty impressive job coach be honest with us what was the pitching plan today uh, you can't I, I didn't think you expected <laughs> seth to go the distance um well since the heartland game got moved for tomorrow we are going to throw gross christ today so we moved him to tomorrow yep. and we 
gave Stroh the start today, and he came in and gave us pretty much everything we expected of him, and he was awesome. Were you expecting that you were going to have to use two, three, four guys today? Uh, yeah, we definitely had that in the back of our minds. That we were going to try and get – we didn't know how long Seth was going to be able to go, and he went, obviously, five innings and did very, a very good job. But, yes, we absolutely were expected to go to the bullpen today. And talk a little bit about the confidence just after that game. Now, obviously, whenever you beat anybody 13-3, you're going to have a lot of confidence. Mm-hmm. But let's take it into fact the context of this game. Hastings not playing in a conference tournament coming up. I mean, they threw mm-hmm. their number one. You guys yeah. you guys threw a guy who'd thrown four innings last summer. Mm-hmm. How much does that help your confidence going forward as you journey towards that hack tournament? Uh, it helps a lot, especially after these last two losses we've had. I mean, losing on a, a walk-off against North Star and then losing to Millard West yesterday on – a game that we probably could have won if there are a few things go differently. But that's this is going to be a big boost for our guys going into the hack this week. Hopefully we can get a few games in the tournament, whether allow it. But I think these guys are going to be – it's going to help them a lot going forward. And, Coach, uh, what about uh, the Hastings approach at the plate? Mm-hmm. They took the first pitch. They were standing in there mm-hmm. until they got a strike all day long. Yeah, that's kind of how they work, um, playing them for however many years in the summer. That's kind of – their approach they're going to let our guys prove that they can they're going to throw strikes and if they can do that then then they're going to start hacking and i think that first inning kind of took them out of their approach so they got a little got a little more aggressive and then that kind of just took them out of what they're normally doing take us back you get lincoln east tomorrow you've already Mm -hmm. beaten them this year six to two take us back to that ball game um we i think we beat them six to two they're very solid team they had they threw some impressive arms at us we are uh, expecting a very good game, especially with Grosskreutz going on the mound. And uh, Lincoln Southwest is the number one seed. You haven't played mm-hmm. them. Grand Island's the two seed. You've beaten them. You've beaten East the four seed. Mm-hmm. First year in uh, this hat. <laughs> hack tournament yep. uh for for everybody of course so mm-hmm. it's a little extra special if you can go get one uh Absolutely. what what would it mean who you haven't seen southwest are they heads and shoulders above everybody you guys got to think that you've got just as good a team as anybody in the conference right now yeah no i absolutely agree with you there uh we haven't seen southwest obviously uh they've had some pretty impressive wins so far this year um but i think People have maybe counted Carney out being in the in the GNAC however however yeah. many years. So getting into here, maybe making a little bit of a splash can help us out a little bit. Let me ask both you guys because we got Chris <laughs> and Peyton here. How, how, how cool would it have been to play high school baseball, and how cool is it to see that Carney has baseball now for your alma mater? Well, well, like I said on the show, I don't think you were there, but right after they had played on Thursday, I'd always said when I was in school, and I didn't listen much in class, so I, my mind was generally <laughs> fading away. So I, I was always thinking, I was always saying, hey, you know what? I would love for anything. I didn't care what would happen. I just want mm-hmm. some way to get Carney High baseball. And yeah, part of the reason it happened is I had to cut the sport I was playing at the time. Yep. But, you know, I, I'm very I, – honestly, I'm extremely happy. It, it's an awesome thing. I th- I've said many times I think it should have happened well long ago. And mm-hmm. I understand there's some things. Maybe another sport doesn't become quite as competitive. But uh, the, the bottom line is these kids love baseball. They, they grow up. They play Little League. And uh, to me, it, it's really a beautiful thing to see, uh, a, you know, a school with an enrollment the size Carney has get to have the opportunity to play 25 games a season uh, added on to their career. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we have both been waiting for this day for a long time. It sucks that we don't get to participate on the field. But, I mean, people in Kearney like, love baseball. It's pretty obvious. I mean, they, the support that UNK baseball had and the support that Kearney Legion baseball has had and the success that we've had in Legion baseball, it only makes sense now that we have a spring team. 
Coach, uh, good luck during the tournament. Thanks for coming up. It's yep. weird calling you coach, by the way. <laughs> Thanks for sure. <laughs> Peyton Pocock, he is the assistant coach here for the Kearney Bearcats. They win it today by a score of 13-3. to We'll come back and look at the final numbers right after this. Carney Baseball is brought to you in part by Biotest Plasma. How would you like to be compensated for becoming a superhero? Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Kearney, is currently seeking superheroes. How do you become a superhero? By donating your life-saving plasma. Your plasma will be used to treat a variety of conditions, and when you become a plasma donor superhero, you're compensated for your time, up to $340 a month. Please visit us online at biotestplasma.com or stop by Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Kearney. Five Points Bank is strongly committed to investing in our community. This is what locally owned, locally managed banks do and do well. We are proud to be a leading supporter of the United Way's annual campaign. Also, we make meaningful contributions to numerous community, educational, and civic organizations in our quest to make the quality of life in our area as strong as possible. Giving back. It's part of our mission statement and helps make Hastings a great community. Five Points Bank. Locally owned, locally managed. The Better Bank. Starting a new construction or an existing renovation project can seem like a daunting task. A task best trusted to Duncan Tice Construction to design and coordinate virtually any residential or commercial project. Duncan Tice Construction features single source accountability, cost control, and faster completion. Make precision, professionalism, efficiency, and quality control part of your project. Find us at DuncanTiceConstruction.com. A proud sponsor of Carney Baseball in this broadcast. Family Medical Center of Hastings is the place to go for all your health care needs. Their team is trained to treat the whole person, regardless of age. They provide a wide range of medical care, including acute care, routine health screenings, and treatment of chronic conditions. Family Medical Center is the area's only independent family medicine clinic. They're dedicated to providing you the best care in the most cost-effective manner. Your family's home for health care. 1021 West 14th Street, proud to support all area student-athletes. The Bike Shed in Kearney proudly supports Kearney High Baseball. Our staff has many years of experience and is ready to help you with all your cycling and fitness needs. We carry a full line of bikes, fitness equipment, parts and accessories, and provide service and repair. We assist professional to casual bike riders with bike parts knowledge, support, labor, and custom bike setups. If you'd like to talk to our specialists, call us at 308-234-BIKE or stop in at 1800 North 2nd Avenue. Get fit with help from the Bike Shed in Kearney. Online at headtotheshed.com. Again, uh, the unique thing about varsity or about uh, high school baseball is that when the varsity's done, it's not done. The JV plays second, and they're getting ready to go here. So there's still baseball on a beautiful evening here in Kearney. Doug Duda along with Chris Langan. Let's take a look at the final numbers that we had of the baseball game for Hastings. Three runs, four hits. There were two Kearney errors. Seven men left on over the five innings. And uh, Jacob Schroeder had one of the hits today. He was one for three. You slide down to Sam Wibbles. He singled there in the fifth inning. Uh, Jacob Shaw had one of the hits today. And the fourth and final hit uh, came from the uh, designated hitter in Leif Holtine. So those were the four hits on the day. Seth Stroh, the winning pitcher, five innings, four hits, three runs. He did walk seven and struck out five 
in the baseball game here today. So Stro, that's amazing. He pitched four innings in the last two years, and he comes out there and gets a complete game victory, throwing over 100 pitches today. For Carney High, Lane Shires was at the plate four times. He walked, was hit by a pitch, singled, was one for two. Corbin Foster doubled, had an RBI. Uh, He was one for three, also with a walk. Braden Miller singled and walked. He was one for three. Mason Casper hit by a pitch, the first pitch he saw. Then he walked twice, so he was actually 0 for 1. The one ball that he made contact with, he absolutely tagged to center field, but Jacob Schroeder just had to take a step back and make the catch. Uh, Tyler Shermer, he had a single and a walk, scored twice. He was one for three. Corbin Rich hit by a pitch and walked and flew out to center. Will Richter had a single. He was one for three. Brad Grosskreitz walked twice. He was 0 for 1. Trey Rodriguez uh, had a double there in the uh, fourth inning. He also walked and reached on an error. He was one for two. Carney only had six hits, so nobody a spectacular day. Uh, 13 runs, six hits. Three errors on Hastings. Carney left seven men on base in four innings. In fact, seven men on base in the second, third, and fourth innings combined. But uh, how did they do all that with so few hits? Sam Wibbles takes his first loss of the year, goes four and a third innings. He walked six, he hit three, and he struck out three. Braden Cavillage came in a third of an inning. He walked three, and then Connor Creech came in and walked one and got the final out in a third of an inning today. But you walk 10 guys and you hit three more, 13 free passes. Then you have the three errors, and then you have six hits. That's a lot of opportunities. That's 16 uh, mistakes, I guess you would say, 13 uh, wa- thirteen uh, free passes and three errors there from Hastings. Very uncharacteristic. Yeah, and you know, I, I guess the one thing with your Hastings is at least you know what your problem is. I mean, it's not like you're going to have to go deep and dive and get out the, the calculator and try to figure out what exactly went wrong. I mean, you, you've at least got a good synopsis of what the issue was. And it, what's interesting is this game really, even though it was 16 runs and four and a half innings they could have been a lot more because like you said there's a lot of runners left on base but uh for for Hastings I mean they, they know what they got to improve on and and quite frankly I think if you're you're Sam Wibbles I don't think you get too concerned over this I think for the most part you got to kind of you know admit you're going to have sometimes an outing like this and kind of scrap it and go on from here and hopefully that's the the worst he has of the season and his best ones are after this well, Friday is the 12th, and that is when Hastings is scheduled to go to Ralston and play Ralston and the co-op of Concordia, Brownell, Talbot, Omaha, Christian. That is Friday for uh, them, if weather permits, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Hastings is back home on the 16th to take on Bellevue East. As we said, because of the weather, the Heartland Athletic Conference Tournament has moved all their games up to tomorrow, so Kearney will play Lincoln East at 3 o'clock in the afternoon at Sherman Field, and then the win would get them uh, on down the line, most likely against number one uh, Lincoln Southwest. Carney is not scheduled to return home until next week against Millard North, and then they've got doubleheaders at Papio and Creighton Prep. So uh, they've got some uh, games at home later on in the month, but Millard North scheduled to come in on the 15th. So uh, we will have that for you. That's uh, next Monday here on ESPN Radio. And Ty Roseberry is in the starting lineup as the designated hitter tonight for Nebraska. They are on Fox Sports 1, and as soon as we finish up here in about 30 seconds, you can hear the game with Greg Sharp and the gang on ESPN 1550. Mike Will has Hastings College Baseball right now on 1230 AM KHAS. And Chris, uh, thanks for 
uh, the work today. Uh, any last thoughts? Uh, you know, I just watching Carney the last two days. I just a quick recap, I guess, is that they played the best team in the state as far as we know with the sample size we have in Millard West. Competed really hard, and then today uh, faced Sam Wibbles. Got a run rule, and you need, not every game in baseball is the same. Sometimes when you face a college regional and you're a coach, you're not necessarily looking at the team you're playing. You're looking at who that number one pitcher is because you kind of want to miss that guy. So uh, really, that probably about as good of a two game span as any team not named Millard West has had maybe in Class A baseball this season. All right, for our producer-engineer back at the studio, Stacy Johns, I'm Doug Duda. And for Chris Langan, we want to say thanks for listening to High School Baseball on KXPN Kearney, KICS Hastings with a nine-run first inning. Kearney cruises to a 13-3 run rule limit game in five innings here at Memorial Field. Have a good night. The preceding has been a Platte River Radio ESPN Tri-City Sports Production brought to you by Platte River Preps. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, visit platteriverpreps.com.